0: Tearshop Podcast is back, twenty-second of July, as summer rolls on here. It feels like it's been so long since we did a show. Last time we did a show, I had a chesty cough. The World Cup was still on. Paul was in a different house. It's all changed. It's all go here. And the chairs- oh, the pigs are still here, though! Blap, blap! Uh, uh, so some things don't change. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, as always, Barry Murphy. joined, as always, by the uh, inimitable, the the birthday boy since we last had a show, I believe. Mr. Joe Towner.
1: Hello there, Barry.
0: I don't think... I, I th- was did you have a, was, Did we talk about your birthday on the last time we did a show, or was that not?
1: No, I no, didn't no, bring it happy, up. Happy
0: birthday, mate! How, how old? you? how old? You tell the tell the world.
1: Um, your my my real age or my worked age? Oh, feel free to work it. Feel free to work it. That's all right. 28, 28 oh. years of age. Can you believe it? We're all in our twenties. The old Batista. <laughs> oh, sure the old
0: boogeyman, on tough enough. Okay. <laughs> Or, or, or more recently, the the, uh, the the Keith Lee.
1: God, Isn't yeah, how old is he? He must be fifty-eight. I don't know.
0: Was, someone asked him because his Wikipedia had two different ages, and I think he said he was thirty-four. But then I saw people turning their nose up at that <laughs> Cause he's, got, he's got the old salt and pepper beard going on. He's a good-looking yeah. man, but I don't know how old he is.
1: Sure,
0: uh, sure. Anyway, also with us pressing the buttons, being a producer, oh, oh, oh making sure the levels are just oh, oh, level. It's Paul Griffin. I don't think they are perfectly level, but it'll do. Is a shoddy production of this show. You having a laugh?
2: Yeah. Sorry, I was just drinking a Coke when you introduced me, so I'm <laughs> a bit burpy. I remember,
0: so. I remember be... Brian Alvarez once chastised me for sending a song into the Brian and Vinny show that blew out his speakers because I didn't levelate it properly before I sent it in. Uh, and it was... It was um, Uh, I believe it was, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, but when it uh, it said, I saw mommy, and then I put in a clip of Velvet Sky saying, kissing my ass, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) And I think it was extremely loud, and I I, I probably should have corrected that. So The point I'm making here is, none of us are experts, not like I went to college and studied audio engineering as part of my journalism degree, which I did. But uh, that was years ago, isn't it? I forgot it all, and I don't, and I don't produce this show. So, uh, anyway, lads, we're back. We had a few weeks off. Last week was, of course, the World Cup final. It was also, uh, you know, Paul was indisposed uh, and and all that other stuff. So we had a week off. Um, World Cup's done. Of course, football came home. I think we could all agree. Um, uh, yeah. We teased it for weeks, and we did deliver the goods. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. What did you guys make of that final, or that, or those final and semi-final, rather?
1: Uh, I thought the final was great. Lots of lots of goals, lots of incidents, and uh, Croatia got battered. So that was that's all I wanted, really. Good, <laughs> yeah. good stuff. And uh, of course, England came fourth, which is their uh, best finish since nineteen ninety. Um, so I can't really complain. You know, it's better than I was expecting, and I did pretty well to get to the final four. So you know.
2: Does it still still feel a bit like a, an opportunity
1: missed, though? It always does when you're that close. I mean, yeah, any team that gets to a semi final, you're only one lucky kind of game or goal away from getting to the final, and then maybe winning it. But you know, it'll, yeah. it'll come one day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it reminds
2: me a lot of the um, the Iceland game, the infamous Iceland game from a few years back, where England like. Got their noses in front and then mm. just kinda of stopped playing, I don't know. Were they tired or what was happening? But Croatia
1: just I, seemed to have the extra gear thing they didn't have. I think we just completely dominated in the midfield. Um and I think Southgate didn't really change anything, but then again we didn't really have any midfielders that we could bring on to influence the game at all. Mm. So it's hard to know what we could have done. But I think it kinda of showed our limitations um as well as the the potential. So uh, we'll see. I think it's now. It's a case of more. Can we get new, good, young players coming through? Um, hopefully we will. That's what's <laughs> going to, you know, prove the difference in the long run, rather than just a, you know, a one-off semi-final. I think at least they can they can come
2: home with their heads held high this time, as opposed to have
1: been another colossal. Yeah, it wasn't failure. a disaster.
2: <laughs> yes. as it often is. To be fair,
1: they overachieved this time rather. Yeah, they than did good. They did a good, achieving. good job. So, so yeah, decent
2: um i had france uh obviously picked at work as my team so i won um <laughs> i won a couple of uh tickets to uh a tour around the aviva stadium so i'm much look- looking forward to that maybe i'll get to go out Very with the, pitch. Nice. the hollow turf where ireland routinely draw nil all with teams like greece and that <laughs> Um, and I also won a bit of money on it as well. I did a little bet, a little betty, you know, uh, as Ray Winston says, I always bet responsibly. Um, you, and, you did a little betty.
0: What did that think of that? <laughs>
2: well, if I had lost the money, she probably would have been upset. But the fact that I won lots of money, good. Isn't that, isn't it? So, I, I also had
1: a little bit, sorry, go on, did, how, what did you win? How much did you win? I won 83 euro. Wow, we were not that? bad, not bad. What's that in pounds? I don't know. 83
2: probably. Uh, 7420 in Ooh, not bad. the Queen's money.
1: So I I actually put a pound on France to win 4 1. Um <sighs> that's 77 to 1 odds. Oh god. And then, of course, they went 4 1 up and it was quite early, actually. It was like yeah. the 65th minute or something. So I thought, oh, there's no way they're going to stay 4-1. And then Laurie's letting that ridiculous goal. <laughs> One of the worst I goals a... ever in the file. I know. Uh, horrendous. I did have a couple of other bets on, though, which I won. So I ended up winning about 40 quid. So I can't complain. I put, um...
2: I think I put three bets on out of five each. So I spent 15. Mm. I had... Um... France to win and Mbappé to score. Let me get it up here, actually. I had... Um, I'll tell you exactly what I had now. I had Mbappé to, to score and France to win. I had mm. uh, another one, which I, I, I was very happy with this one. I had Pogba and... Perisic to each have a shot on target at six to one, and they both scored, so that was great. Oof, oof. Um, and of course I had France to win. Uh, so yeah, I had Pog- Pog- Paul Pogba and Ivan Perisic one plus shots on target each was at six to one. So I I bet five. I won thirty five on that. Uh, France to win and Mbappe to score in normal time nine to two. So I won twenty seven fifty on a five euro bet there. And then if France to win outright five euro. Uh, one there, uh, they they're more or less even. So I won ten off that one, and then in the house uh, pool, I had France, so I won the ten euro there as well. So total total mm. winnings eighty three euro off seventeen invested.
1: I bet. I bet. We also had a sweepstake in my office, and the guy that uh, was running it left before the, the final. So I've. I've been in charge of actually handing out the winnings. Uh, I've really been milking it, going around the office, shaking people's hands and handing them cash (laughs) like I'm Chris Chris Tarrant. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of responsibility having all those coins in your drawer. So I'm glad I finally got rid of them. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, that's World Cup. Great one.
2: Yeah, best World Cup I think I've seen in my lifetime.
1: Probably. I thought 2014 was great as well, though the knockout stages didn't quite live up to it so maybe this maybe this is the best one i, don't know. I t- uh
0: i also uh did the coolest form of gambling and one of you this week oh bingo! Your, 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 your boy even cooler than that your boy done got himself a little bit of a tax rebate what oh Ooh,
1: baby! Oh, yeah.
0: you always worry that they're gonna come back and say you actually owe money but not this time um I got an external company to do it. Obviously, I don't do it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after their after their fee, I'm expecting a cool fifty Europeans to my bank account. Hello, uh,
2: almost not worth the effort, baby.
0: <laughs> well, there's no effort at all. Because the funny thing is, so I actually um, signed up with this rebate company uh, like two years ago. Completely forgot about it, and they just texted me out of the blue this week, saying, "Oi, you were owed seventy quid." Uh, minus our fee, you're getting like 55. I completely forgot. It. Apparently, they just do it automatically for me every year. I completely spaced on that. So literally couldn't have had less effort. I forgot I was even getting it done. Uh, nice. so, so that was good. So we're all up a few bob. That's good. Um, uh, yeah, so what else we got going on here on the LiveGuff? Paul, why mm. couldn't we do, do a show last week and it was all your fault, uh,
2: I I moved house. So, I was quite busy last weekend, to be fair. Even even on the Monday after the final, I was in, in the yeah. throes of a move. So, we, we, we no longer come from Leaksip, London, and Limerick, the three L's. Oh! Which I never thought about before, in 401 episodes. I mean, that's something we should mm. have <laughs> used.
0: This is this is a perceptive podcast, <laughs> I'm telling you, don't forget past us. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I now uh, I crossed over the border, brothers, and I'm now coming to you from County Dublin.
0: Oh! Hello, Paul's oh. now way more broke than he's ever been before.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're in North County Dublin, uh, a mere four dart stops away from the city centre. So in and out, quick. So more cinema trips, um, potentially more wrestling shows
0: um is it, is it less awkward for you to travel to and from it well let, let's say
2: yeah a bus in from Leixlip to dublin can take maybe 45 minutes on a typical mm. day train is about 10 minutes so mm. yeah a quarter of the trip time and the train station is a three minute walk from here so it's yeah. cl- closer than the train station is in Leixlip, for example uh so that's nice yeah um the the only thing then is the commute obviously back to Leekslip is a bit more difficult. Um Although I do have some job related things in the pipeline that I wasn't necessarily planning on. Like the the fact that we moved out here is because Nat is going to university starting end of August oh. or September. So mm. to, for nice. it to be more convenient for her since we lived in Leaksup for like three years. Um and uh yeah the commute is like two trains into work now like a the short 10 minute train and then a longer half hour train so I, i'd say it's getting into work takes me about an hour maybe an hour 10 um uh so we'll see what happens there i i, I didn't have any plans on like changing job but like something has come up that I maybe I'll, I'll look into uh which would be a big old pay rise if it were to Ooh. If it were to come out, but well, you know, I'm not, I'm not hanging my hat on it or anything. I'm very happy with the job I have at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah. So that's kind of how it's been. The fact that I'm commuting in now on the trains and that means that in the morning and on the way back I can get a lot more movies watched on my tablet. Whereas when oh, home, when sure. I was walking in, walking out I was just listening to the podcasts that I have on my phone. So I have four movies to review uh, this week that. I think three of
1: them I watched exclusively on trains. So look forward to train movie review. And ironically, one of them wasn't Murder on the Orient Express, because I watched that. Uh, Imagine if you've been watching that on the train, and then someone had done a murder, and you'd have had to go, I will serve this murder, because I am possibly (laughs) the greatest detective in the world. (laughs) So, Giffin. But no.
2: I don't have a... (laughs) I don't think I have the moustache for that. To be fair, which no, uh, version of did you watch the the late the latest one or the like yeah. the 1960s one?
1: No, the the new one. The, the new, new one, one. with Ke-
2: Kenneth Branagh's ridiculous moustache
1: in it. Uh, well, we'll get to that. Oh, we will God. get to oh, that.
2: Oh, mate. Um, also, I went playing golf yesterday. What? Um, yeah, it was my dad. It was my dad's birthday on Wednesday? So there was like a golf yeah. outing so I popped along to that I didn't play too badly I can hit the ball let, good did you let him win well no it was like teams it was like a fa- almost like a family oh. get together and it was like four, oh, okay. four on four I was on my dad's team so yeah I had a, had a couple of 150 200 yard drives and I'm pretty pretty handy I play golf like once a year with my dad um a couple of good putts and that yeah it was a nice day out. the only problem is I'm like sunburned because it, it did get quite muggy mm. yesterday
1: mm
2: um but that was fun also golf is like too, way too long 18 holes is too many let's make it 12 six and six that's i think more than enough because i start to get tired after <laughs> like 15 my arms are i just can't swing yeah let's, is let's, accommodate,
0: let, let's, let's accommodate once a year paul
2: yeah ah, it's nice to get around and knock a ball about i don't mind it it's not something i do every weekend but once in a while i don't mind the game of golf um then we went for uh, food afterwards to uh, another golf uh, club because the the one we played that didn't didn't <laughs> serve food, and they they served quite a poor steak. So I don't remember what the place was called, Ooh. but you've been shamed. Um, uh, yeah, well, no, they
0: have because you can't remember the name. So
2: I or, I ordered it rare. As you do, right? How do you want your steak done? Rare. And then it came and it was like brown in the center. I was like, there's not even not even pink going on here, lad. This isn't tasty. rare. Tasty. No, sure. It might, as well have, it might as well have just been leather or something. Mmm, <laughs> <Leather. laughs> tasty. <laughs> Wallet <from> flavor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear
2: because then people were passing around you know peppercorn sauce whatever and i i typically don't eat steak with sauce on it because i feel like when you have like a rare steak or even like medium rare the the sauce of the steak is the sauce itself you don't need extra sauce on it because the steak would be so flavorful but unfortunately it was just a a flavorless slab Mm. of meat it was quite poor um should have gone for the burger oh well you live and you learn uh, so what about you your guys what have your weeks
0: has been uh, I didn't do anything no uh, uh, no a bit bored a bit bored lately not much going on huh? uh, yeah uh, I'm going to court next week uh, that'll Ooh. be fun uh, I'll be back in time for this show though I'm going on Friday uh, mm-hmm. new wrestling promotion down in Cork so I'm going along to that that'll be fun Okay. Other uh, yeah, than other than that, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much going on. Not much going on. How um, how far is it from Cork
2: to Limerick, or vice versa? Uh,
0: I think the, I think the, I think the train is like an hour and a half or something That's like that. Too bad. Um, it's 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 really manageable. It's really manageable. Um, yeah, you know, quite quite a few weeks, kind of you know, working away, very very much just kind of you know, killing time between my various kind of weekends away up to Dublin and whatnot. Um, mm uh late, lately. Um we were considering moving out of, of the current fat. Our our um uh, lease was up kinda of end of this month, but we're staying put, which is good because there was Shag all else in the city worth going to and I hate moving. So um so we just we, we re signed where we are. So that's that. Yeah, not a whole lot of, not a whole lot else going on in the old life at the moment. What about you, Joe? Any other any other life golf you wanted to touch on before we move on?
1: Um Thursday, I was fortunate enough to go along to a client's summer party. It was on a boat on the Thames. Um, I've never I've never been on, on a Thames boat before. Uh, having grown up in London, I often kind of walk by the river or over the bridge and look at people on boats and go, what a bunch of idiots. Who'd want to go on a boat along the Thames? Um, then actually getting to go on one, I was very much like uh, Chandler, when he goes and does all the touristy stuff in New York, uh, <laughs> suddenly I realized how much fun it was to go on a boat on the Thames, and you you get to see all the all the sights and goes uh, right on the river, and then turns around, sails back, have a few drinks. That was a lot of fun, uh, and then we uh, went out with some drinks afterwards and a, a lovely, lovely burger, uh, honest burger, which might now be my favorite burger chain. possibly possibly overtaking meat liquor um just raw oh, such a good burger chips are great they have rosemary rosemary chips so there's really nice chips it's seasoned with rosemary um onion rings which were so greasy and crispy you, you wouldn't believe um magical and some lovely lovely barbecue wings oh that, oh, that, well. oh, that was
0: a good thing okay
1: oh yeah like the, the good side of crispy greasy <laughs> not the bad side um, yes, that was great. And then Friday, ooh, is our hungover, baby, at work? God, fuck all done. <laughs> I, don't care. I love that you're talking about all
2: this, like the greasy uh, onion rings and you know, rosemary. And then your next uh, entry here is back at the gym.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and now that the world, I haven't been for three or four weeks because uh, it's been so fucking hot. Yeah. Um, by the way, update on that it's still hot. I think it's yeah. rained in a month. Like, it's mental. All it, the has rain, rain,
0: it has it has rained here, but it's back to being really fucking warm again today.
1: Yeah, all the grass I, around here
0: has gone all yellow.
1: Yeah, it's not bloody Emerald Isle anymore, is it?
2: It'll
1: turn yellow. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, Great material. Go ahead. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, so three or four weeks. I Haven't been to gym, but I thought now the World Cup's over. Uh... I'm back at it, so I went yesterday and today, so that's that's good. That's all good. Right. Start going again. How are you
2: on the ryback scale? Are y'all muscly yet, or?
1: Um, Is probably that a
2: scale or
1: three three rybacks out of ten. Oh, sorry. Just got just got to get that big head, you <laughs> know. Head. Kissable, kissable,
2: head. Did, love. <laughs> yeah. did either of you see um, that video that <laughs> the ad for Ryback's food of oh, food, yes. the, the muscle, uh, the fat burner or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. Good lord. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I think we have higher true. production values on this podcast than that did. And how did you convince that? Poor woman to, like, stare at it going, Are
0: you sick of being a big, fat pig like me? Yeah, like, he must have paid her a lot. I mean... And then
2: I hit you with a fucking clothesline into the pool. (laughs) God. I don't know. I don't know how you could see that and go, "Mm, I'll buy this, you know, semi-medicinal solution from this obviously crazy person. That'd be good for me health. Yeah. Anyway, that's life, Gough. You guys are all caught up, listeners.
0: Yeah, there yeah. you go. We had a very exciting few weeks, obviously. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to get into the other golf. we're going to talk a little bit about telegough mm. on the television. Um, did any of you watch uh, the first episode of Who is America?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Now, I was very excited for this. This is the new uh, Sasha Baron Cohen Thing it's nice. Uh, yeah. I
1: like yeah. my wife,
0: my wife, etc. <laughs> um, uh, Boras, Boras is back. Now I uh, haven't enjoyed anything Sasha Baron Cohen has done for a very long time. I thought Bruno was terrible. I thought The Dictator was absolutely abysmal. Yeah, uh, Grimsby. I the bro- Grimsby the is brothers,
1: the Brothers Grimsby. Yeah.
0: yeah, I didn't even watch that. I haven't watched any of his other really uh, kind of you know kind exact. of straight movie things. I. Have a, have a, a great affinity for his his uh, you know his classic stuff. Ali G, the 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 course, original yeah. Borat stuff is is fantastic. The original yeah. Borat stuff is very much in the same ilk as what this I think is aiming for. So the whole thing about this was he got a. He got a couple of interviews with a lot of very prominent um, uh, figures in American politics, be they actual lawmakers or, or um, uh, just you know, popular figures in, in in American politics. And a lot of them were acting very outraged, and, and it kind of felt like the their reaction to, to being duped was kind of more entertaining than the show might end up being. Got a lot mm-hmm. of great publicity, and then and then the show came out. And honestly, I thought this was mostly just bad, you know, modern Sacha Baron Cohen, Drek. Um, I thought the first couple of skits were very much like he had this character that he thought was hilarious, and so he did a basically a skit with another person in the room reacting to it a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. uh, uh, like uh, he had a so he had this like redneck character, and he interviewed Bernie Sanders, and I feel like uh, like it was it was so immediately obvious that it was a it was a. Um, a not serious thing that I feel like, like he didn't get any amusing material out of Bernie Sanders. You know what I mean? It's not like he kind of way it was, well, I have this script for this redneck interviewer character that I'm going to read. And Bernie Sanders will kind of sit there awkwardly and look at the camera. Like he knows he's taking part in some nonsense. And that was it. It was the same. Then he had a kind of, um, a self-loathing kind of white, straight male character who, who speaks to some, uh, 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 like Trump-supporting a well-to-do family. And again, that very much felt like he was just, I have these jokes about these kind of people that I'm going to read, and I'm going to do this character that I think is hilarious. And mm. they kind of sit there and get a little bit flummoxed. To me, he's at his best, and this was reflected in the end of the episode when he had the, the, the kindergarten uh, gun shtick. His stuff is at is at his best when he kind of gets the other person to hang themselves yeah. Um, uh, that's what made the original you know Borat skits on, on the L G show funny was he would go to these um, middle of nowhere American towns and like the best one was obviously when he went to this like karaoke in this Texan bar and got them all to sing along with Throw the Jew Down the Well you know it was like he, can, he has this unusual character but it spurs what's really what's really funny is the reaction he spurs out of the other people um, and a lot of this show was not that I felt Um, So I I ended up being pretty disappointed. I'll check out the next episode, but I was not enamored with it.
1: Yeah, I didn't really find it funny. Um, The characters weren't very good. And it was quite mean-spirited in the bit where he's with the woman who runs the gallery. Yeah, Um, Because she's not... I, I don't remember her being particularly kind of... Uh, you know, anywhere on the political spectrum, or or a hypocrite, or a someone in power. She's just a woman running a gallery, I think. I don't know why it was necessary to make fun of her for six or seven minutes. Um, but yeah, I might watch the second one, but not particularly keen.
2: I didn't. Um, I didn't watch. It. I've seen a, a short clip of I think the Bernie Sanders interview. <clears throat> That's the extent to which I've seen the show. Um. And, yeah, I, I feel like, I think for me, the reason why, the char- especially Ali G and Borat work is because the characters themselves are coming from a place of, like, ignorance. It's, it's not, it, it, well, it's mean-spirited in the sense that people are being fooled and are being duped. But the characters themselves and why they work are, because Ali G is just so ignorant of how the real world yeah. works, you know? And Borat, obviously, is to, to, to the extreme. <laughs> um so i don't know I, I even even when i heard about kind of the furore of, of this thing was coming i never really felt compelled to like like that's a thing to go back to the the LEG show definitely feels like a, a product of its time you know the emergence of reality yeah, tv back then where that all felt kind of organic and unbelievable whereas the i i, I don't want to because i haven't watched the whole like episode i haven't seen the whole show but the the big, fat American in the scooter. Am I mean, remembering that right? Mm-hmm.
1: That yes, kept, yeah,
0: yeah. The, the guy, when he's interviewing Bernie, he's sitting in a scooter, yeah.
2: That felt kind of more Bo Selector than anything to me, to be honest.
0: <laughs> it really was. And like, w- one of the first jokes is, um, he's like, what do you think about Obamacare? And Bernie's like, oh, it wasn't perfect, but I you know, I like the idea of it. And his response is, oh, oh, well, it's it's bad because I signed up to Obamacare and I got three diseases, And it's like, okay, first of all, that's not a funny joke. Second of all, it's not even remotely believable as a thing. Like, like, there's not a fucking chance you didn't immediately destroy the mystique of the interview and the routine you were doing when Mm. you said that. Like, Cassandra just kind of sits there. and goes, oh, oh, well, I I, I don't know uh, 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 how that came to be, but anyway. You know, and he just kind of moves on. It's like, like you're not, you're not, that's why I said it kind (laughs) of, like mate, what I think you want to do is ditch the interview format and just yet yeah, make a bow selector sketch show. I think that's what you want to do.
2: <laughs> Cause my like, favorite my favorite ski uh, that the um cohen's ever done is um a deleted scene from the Borat movie where he's just in a supermarket supermarket asking the guy, And what is this? And every it's just the guy's just repeating that's, that's cheese. And this one and this cannot be a cheese. This is a paper and it's the other guys, this is cheese. That's cheese. That's cheese as well. And this, it goes on for like five minutes. <laughs> i just repeatedly asking. Like there's no political agenda to it necessarily. It's just so mm-hmm. simple. And it's, it's hilarious. Um, <sighs> I, I don't know. It- the,
0: the the main event, which by the way, the, so the second the second half of the episode was good, but it's also the part of the show that they put out for free on YouTube to get people excited. Right. So when the good bit when the good bit of the show started, it's like, oh wait, I've seen this. Uh, mm. Basically, he 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 went as this uh, Israeli uh, counter terrorist agent turned television interviewer. And he went to all these kind of uh, Republican lawmakers, and he was like, hey, "In Israel, we uh, teach kindergartners to hold guns to stop mass shooters." And 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 again, that's kind of more along the classic formula because they're like, "Oh my gosh, that's so great! That is so great!" Uh, uh, some people might hear that and their head will explode, but I think that's the best thing ever. And and like, all right, okay, you got these, you know, you got these big wigs to read a really embarrassing script where they endorsed that idea and that's kind of funny and then there you go but but again that was one skit on the whole show and as i said they put it out for free beforehand so watching actually watching the whole show was kind of a pointless exercise um but yeah right now it seems like the the real entertainment value is kind of going to be from people freaking out online that they were duped right um and watching the actual show does not seem like a necessity unfortunately um but yeah, I'll check out the second one, and if the if the next one's not any good, I'll probably bin it. It feels like you said it felt like a product of its time. It does feel like this has kind of been left in the dust by stuff like Nathan for you, um, which takes mm. the the, con- the conceit of what he and you know Chris Morris were doing twenty years ago, and has really just gone in a whole other direction and and taken it to the next level. Um, mm. uh, whereas this still feels like it's kind of stuck in its, you know, stuck in its ways. But um, yeah. Um, the only other thing I watched this week, other than kind of, you know, a bit of Brooklyn Nine-Nine here and there, uh, I finished The Staircase on Netflix. Um, I'd never heard of this before until it came out on Netflix. Apparently this first aired in 2004 uh, in France. Uh, it's, a, it's an American... Uh, It's an American murder trial, but it was apparently filmed by a French documentary series for French TV, and then Netflix just recently uh, got the rights to it and then commissioned, I think, two follow-up episodes or something like that. Really good. If you like your true crime docs on Netflix in in the vein of Making a Murderer, it's really good. I think it's better than Making a Murderer in in a couple of ways. Um, It's way more... um, Way more focused on the uh, the legal team as people. You see a lot of the. There's a lot of um, uh, footage that might seem like it's not especially important, but it's 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 telling you um, about who they are as people. Like before the trial commences, the original trial back in 2002, you kind of see they bring in like a, a body language expert to to speak to um, the subject of the documentary, who's being if, you, if you're not familiar with the story, he his wife. Is found dead at the at the bottom of the staircase of their home. Uh, he's prosecuted for her murder. The defense argues that she slipped and fell down the stairs. And and as is often the case, there's a, a there is no clear indication of what really happened. And so that's that's the story. And so you know they bring in this body language expert to speak to to the um, the accused about how he needs to look and how he needs to speak and and how you conduct yourself. And rather than just saying <clears throat> that's what they did, there's like lots of footage you know of them. Talking it out and kind of doing like speech exercises, and it might seem like like kind of filler, but it's actually really interesting seeing the lengths they're going to to, to win this high-profile case. And there's also another little another little scene I really enjoyed is they show um, like the day before the trial begins, his his lead attorney having a, a little meltdown in the in the courtroom because he can't get his slideshow to work, his uh, PowerPoint, his 2002 era Microsoft PowerPoint to work. Um, it's it's just way more detail oriented than the slightly broader strokes, kind of more sensationalized nature of uh, of making a murderer. Um, really enjoyed it. Huge, huge thumbs up for that uh, story. And and it spans like 16 years. They 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 filmed the most recent episodes last year. Um. So we, and it's and the murder occurred in or the death rather occurred in 2001. So um, yeah, thumbs up there for any Netflix subscribers who have a a, a true crime itch uh what about you lads any any new shows you wanted to discuss this week uh
2: I i've watched quite not. a lot of steven universe lately uh oh yeah they just announced at um comic con there that there's going to be a movie coming out um on cartoon network i don't think it'll be a theatrical release or anything um well yeah that's a show that i i watch with natty and we we really enjoy um it's uh, definitely a very <laughs> kind of liberal-leaning show, uh, to the extreme, I would say, for kids. Um, so if you're not into them values, then leave well alone. And it is kind of it sometimes can be a little bit.
0: Oh. What is St- Stephen loves universal healthcare? What the fuck's it about? <laughs> <laughs>
2: It would take me too long to explain what it's about. Just, if, if you like a cartoon that is pretty good and got good music and stuff in it, you, you can watch I've it.
0: I've heard it's good, yeah. I want to I get to it. Although, yeah. to be fair, I've still only ever watched two seasons of Adventure Time in my, my life. I'd love to get back to that. Well, Adventure one.
2: Time uh, series finale, September 3rd uh, of this year. Oh, like Finishing for Good Good? Finishing for Good Good. Um, I think I'm still a few episodes behind that as well. But uh, we watched a lot Steven Universe. Uh, it had one of those kind of really revealing... Uh, episodes in terms of the lore of the series overall, so they they seem they seem to do that as the years, like Adventure Times. Every now and then they'll have a a little run of episodes that is like quite important in terms of how the mythology of the show works outside of the usual story of the week stuff. Um, so that's great. Uh, Joel McHale's show I'm watching uh, the last few days as well because I I was a huge huge fan of the Soup back when that was on E. And then that unfortunately got shit canned, but it got a new lease of life on Netflix. Uh, so I watched a couple of episodes in the last few days. There's a they just released uh, in the last couple of weeks a another batch of episodes, six more episodes. So I'm going to watch them over the next little while. But um, I would like them to just to start to make the Joel McHale show a weekly thing, like the Soup was. The Soup, yeah, would, the soup would it's... run like 50 weeks in a row. Rather, the than... format
0: of it seems like it's more suited to that thing, and Netflix does do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I think that I I don't even watch it, but like knowing what it is seems like it it would be a a better idea.
2: Yeah, because they they released six episodes, quote quote unquote, to binge watch. But it's it's like it's not the kind of show that I would sit down and watch six in a row of them. But I'd definitely watch one a week, you know, if they brought out one a week, like consistency. I don't I don't get the idea of breaking that up into series because it's very kind of time bound you know like it's it, it, if you're watching it a year later it's not gonna have the same impact as you're watching it the week the shows and events are happening so i don't know but i i really really enjoy that show i love it and i was i was super sad when they cancelled the soup so i was very happy to see it kind of return
0: in a way um
2: but that's it that's all the tv
0: wait you joe you watched anything and you said you, oh, so you, you had not
2: Nah.
1: Nothing new this week Just the World Cup That's over now
2: It's It's kind of weird That there's not football Every day isn't it
1: I know I'm waiting for the Old bloody football To come back now The old Premier League
2: Premier League The Barclays Come Come home to Saturday Afternoon mate
1: Yeah It's coming on mate It's coming on It's funny because The first first game of the season
2: Is on a Friday night Friday Friday Man United Who's it? Leicester I believe Oh the big one uh, yeah. I'm going to be, I think, coming home from France as the match is on. Uh-huh. So, you I don't sure know. You're a fight don't... fan. Hmm. Plastic. Hmm, don't know about that. Cut um, me mm. c- c- right in the heart there with those harsh, harsh words, Joe. <laughs> um, What about games then, Barry? You been playing any Vigi games lately?
0: I've been playing some Vinci games. Uh, I got a new VR game, uh, Rick and Morty Virtual Reality. Uh, uh,
2: the old v- v- virtual, virtual Rick,
0: Virtual Rick. Uh, so it is basically, I believe it's made by the same people who make Job Simulator, which is kind of one of the more acclaimed uh, VR things that's on all the systems. And the gimmick of that game is very much it's it's a it's kind of a VR playground. You're, you're in an office or you're in a garage, and every item, pretty much, that you can pick up within range, you can, you know, there's a joke associated with it, or it's kind of a, you know, it's a satisfying VR gesture. Like, you can pick things up and, you know, pour liquids into cups. All of the, kind of the basic kind of things that make you go, oh, oh, these, these motion controls work. And so, basically, they made a, 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 a Rick and Morty game where you... Uh, uh, you play a, a clone Morty who's basically a slave to Rick and Morty and you have to do various odd jobs. And it's it's a fairly basic uh, uh, VR experience. There's some basic puzzle solving. There's a, you, a, the, your hub is kind of the, uh, uh, the garage the, that Rick operates out of. and so there's just a million different references. you can um, uh, you know uh, uh, find countless little nods to the show. Um, but as an actual game, I mean, similar to what I said with with Batman, I'm having fun with it, but I don't know that it's necessary. Feeling like this thing that was worth thirty quid, which is how much it costs. Right. Uh, it's pretty cool though. If you like Rick and Morty, it, it has a, you know the the writing is good, the voice acting is exactly what you'd expect it to be. It's not just all. It, there's a lot of references, but there's also a lot of original kind of jokes and stuff in there which are pretty good. Uh, if you don't like Rick and Morty, there's nothing for you here because even though the the actual mechanics of what you're doing it's a it's a fun kind of uh, enjoyable showcase of vr but but if you're turned off by the humor uh this will really irritate you because everything it's one of those things where everything you pick up every bell and whistle in the game says something rick and morty-ish you know what i mean yeah. uh one of the collectibles you can find are cassette tapes um uh and you know one of them is like summer's diary and of course she's all you know miserable and morty comes into her room halfway through and they start arguing one of them uh what's it called one of the mixtapes is called gender fluidity or something like that and you put it in and it's rick uh go, oh, this is a touchy subject these days oh it's like okay yeah if you don't like rick and morty kind of uh you know you know kind of occasionally try hard humor it's it's a little on the nose in that regard but it's it's fun um uh there's a a couple of mini games that are that are uh, pretty amusing there's one that's like uh, to charge batteries um uh which which are kind of a, a a regular puzzle piece you need to shrink down into this uh uh the microverse, you know, the, the thing from the, the, the car battery episode that Nathan Fielder's in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you shrink yourself down, and so uh, you have to plug this battery in, and you see a, there's a, they basically show you a planet, and you have to basically play a minigame to suck the life out of the planet and, and charge up the battery. You know, it's, 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 all, it's all, you know, fun stuff, but like a lot of the VR experiences, it's not, um, it's, it's not, it's not blowing my mind at the same time. See, so yeah, I played that. Uh, I played Hollow Knight on the Switch, which I think a lot of people have finally played. It came out last year on on various systems, but I've seen a lot of people getting to it now that it's on Switch. It's a kind of a Metroidy game with Dark Souls elements. Um, it's hard. I, I'm I'm about an hour in, and I, I I don't think it's quite clicked with me yet. But I'm going to stick with it. Um, if uh, if you're one of those people who when you see the critical path in a game, you say, "Okay, I'm gonna go the other way first because I want to do the side quest and I want to get the the little trinkets before I go." This game, this game fucks with your head because there's absolutely zero clear way to go in. It's very much just pick a direction and go. And if you're wrong, you'll figure it out eventually, and then you will have to go back. It's not, it's not a a this way is progress, this way is side stuff kind of game at all. Uh, you you have to first of all, you have to unlock a map. Then you have to unlock the ability to see yourself on the map then you have to purchase the ability to mark shops and other landmarks on the map. Like, it's making you... You have to grind for kind of every little ability in it. Um, so it's it's, uh, it's a challenging game, and uh, uh, it's one that I'm going to stick with for a while, but uh, I don't really have a read on it yet. It looks very nice. It's kind of a 2D black and white um, uh, thing. It kind of looks almost like a... a pla- kind of a... a how would you even describe it? A 2D platformer, but mixed with like Limbo, like the 2D, the 2D kind of adventure game. Right. But uh yeah. Uh So I played that and uh, I played on Rush as well, which is a really fun quasi-racing game on PS4 from the people who made MotorStorm. Did you ever play MotorStorm, uh, Paul, on PS3, either of them? No. It's no. good. It, it, they were fun games. And so this is, from so some of the people involved in that. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not a traditional racing game. There's no, there's no, lap race uh mode it's all kind of objective based stuff um and it's basically you can you have a variety of vehicles like trucks bikes atvs cars and uh there are modes based around kind of running through gates to extend the time and wh- whichever team's time runs out first loses and stuff like that all kind of different different approaches to to a typical driving game it's very arcadey, big emphasis on ramming people off the road burnout style uh crashing really really good really enjoying it um i think it's kind of one of the more underrated games of the year um as someone who who really likes arcade racers and doesn't really have a whole lot of time for more simulation style stuff it's really scratching that itch for me mm-hmm. so um yeah uh, a thumbs up on Rush so far and Rush is still on sale i believe i got it for half price uh it's a 60 or 70 euro game i believe i I really hesitated to buy it at that price and I would hesitate to recommend it at that price as much as I'm loving it, but it's it's I think it's still thirty-five on the PlayStation store. So I, I would definitely recommend it at that price if anyone's curious. But uh but yeah. So I've been playing this week. What about you?
2: Um I played a little bit of Last of Us as I do, tipping away on that one. Um I had a funny glitch happen with it where the setup that I have with the PlayStation is that it'll play it'll play the sound through surround sound speakers okay so i don't know whether there's a speaker missing or what what the case is so if anybody has a setup like this please let me know um that during the cutscene, uh whatever the channel that the the voice acting is on i don't have that so i'm just hearing background noise and music and the mouths are flapping with no audio (laughs) so i'm oh no trying to fix that um I said the subtitles, and I can look up on, on YouTube the cutscene anyway and have the full experience. But, uh, that's yeah, a, but still. That's something I need to fix. Um, but still tipping away on that. Uh, obviously, I haven't, haven't had much time to play in the last couple of weeks with the move and everything, but um, I got a little bit further. I'm, I think I just finished the, the, the bit at the school. That was oh, yes, quite yeah. good. Um, and I did get Pokemon Soul Silver, I bought it on eBay for i got that one and heart gold for a combined 35 euro so 18 euro let's say about six hours into that that's what i expected it to be um the only thing that i didn't take into account i believe now again if i'm to be corrected here somebody can let me know but uh that was released on the original nintendo ds at a time where Nintendo were really just starting to dip their toe into online gaming. So it made use of an actual thing, which was called the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. Okay. And the little logo used to be on all the DS games. I believe that's been discontinued since like 2014. So I don't think, unless I'm wrong, I don't think I have any way to trade or battle. So it's very much a standalone Pokemon adventure, even though me and Natty are both playing it. Um, So that's unfortunate. I didn't I really didn't consider that, but um sure what can you do? It's 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 a fun game anyway. I'm about six hours into already. And uh I play that on the odd train trip as well. So it helps me kind of pass the time. But that's unfortunate. Um well, that all the games? I believe so, yeah. Um you haven't played anything, Joe? Nah. No, no game for you. Um,
0: yeah, we can move in to movie goff. Oh, lots, lots of movies this week. Lots of movies this week. And Paul, I've stolen your gimmick here a little bit. I only went and saw a Dwayne Johnson movie.
2: You son Whoa. of a bitch.
0: I watched one too. Whoa. Whoa. I went and saw that new movie, Sky Right. Which is a movie starring The Rock in a brown shirt. That it is. Uh,. <laughs> Uh, where he does action things so it's alright this is the movie that he got very defensive about people saying was ripping off Die Hard um, uh, to the point that they commissioned people to make uh, homage posters in the style of the original Die Hard going oh love it brothers check out this flame emoji poster we really set out to pay homage to these classics when we made Skyscraper um the movie is extremely fucking diehard It is extremely diehard um except it's it's uh like i think it's 12 rated so there's so don't expect any uh insane violence but it's all right it's a functional summer blockbuster um where you know he may he also made this big deal about the fact that he was like this uh injured uh uh, former like SWAT team member. Yeah, he's an amputee, uh, right? He, he, he's an amputee, and the the prologue to the film is him losing his leg. Other than a bit they showed in the trailer, which is him opening a door with the leg, it's not that big a deal. It's not any kind of thing that's majorly focused upon. Um, mm. uh, you know, it's it's pretty much just I have to get into the skyscraper to save my family. Um, his wife, by the way, is the lovely Neve Campbell, which I was not aware of. Um Before I saw the film, um so that was good that was an extra star for that um but yeah, it's all right the ending is embarrassing. the ending is like one of the worst fucking things uh I've seen it in film all year. It's so on the nose, it's so cringe. Um but uh, uh the, the, the the first the first ninety percent of the film is 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 pretty damn good and it's one of those it's a rare film where I actually got a, a sense of like vertigo watching it like because the, obviously there's that thing that everyone's seen now where he's climbing the crane to, to yeah. jump across the building uh, which is also the source of ridicule but uh, it's it's really well done. it looks great. the special effects are largely pretty good. Um, I wouldn't recommend people rush out and see this, but since uh, every cinema is showing it 20 times a day, because it's the the rock's current movie uh it's nothing else on and you want to go see something it's all right um uh yeah that's it uh so yeah sk- skyscraper uh i rewatched the incredibles one which i don't think i've seen i think since i watched it i think once in my entire life on tv at christmas right um so I don't have any kind of fun. Fond- well, not that I don't have fondness for it, but I haven't seen it ten million times like all the other ones. Rewatched it this week. It's good for me. It's middle of the pack for Pixar. Okay. Um, it is above your 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 real misses like your Cars too, but it's very much underneath your your Toy Stories, your Wallies, your you know your things like that. It's 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 that middle. It's the middle uh, tier. Um, went and saw the second one, and I actually thought it was better than the first. Um, I thought it was very, very entertaining. I thought it was very funny. I thought it built well on what they had set up in the first film, um, and I really, really enjoyed it. I, I think it's like a smidge better than the first one. Smidge better than the first one. Uh, great cast: Bob Odenkirk, Odenkirk rather, is in it, um, uh, and a couple of other people. It's uh, good. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. If you, if you like the first one, it is more or less more the same, but I think it's a little bit better. Um, and uh, yeah, again, so I would also put that sort of in the middle of the pack, but just ahead of the first one. Um, nobody, else, nobody else saw that yet, the second
2: no, one? No, no, no. I'm, planning, uh, I'm
1: planning a few cinema
2: trips this week, so I might get it.
1: I might get uh, it. Don't watch Pixel sequels. Not, not canon for me. Uh, Toy, Story they, Toy Story 3. three? Apart, apart from Toy Story, because that's a trilogy, you idiots. You just worked yourself into a fucking shoot, Marks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true, though. Fi- yeah. Finding Dory oh, yeah, yeah. and Monsters University, although that's a prequel. Um
1: yeah. Cars Two. I'm not watching. i have not
2: even seen Cars Two because Cars One, I thought, uh, it sucked. Um, yeah, they tend not to be good. That's true. But I will check it out.
0: Is that it? And uh, that's all. That's it for me. Yeah, the Two Incredibles and the friggin
1: Rock movie says, okay. know your roles right Joe what no, is um, well, I'll start off with a little movie called Black Panther,
2: Ooh! Which I haven't heard of that, what's that about
1: It's one of these marvel movies about superheroes right um, Another one of except this time, um they got some black actors and actresses in it <laughs> instead of just white ones. Which is a refreshing change of oh, pace. And the director, twist. and the director, and the director, and probably the, all the lads and girls that worked on it. The grip. I don't know. Yeah, grips and the best, the best boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I specifically to ensure this film was woke. I googled all the grips from the credits when I saw the film, and I was like, these better all be black folk.
1: Yeah, I bet all the CGI people were still like either white or Korean. Oh, or
0: but a, a bunch of absolute fucking uh, white nerds, no doubt about it. <laughs> but, take that. But take that, you probably millionaires.
1: Um, So I enjoyed the film. I thought it was good. I thought um, in terms of the Marvel movies, it was, it was slightly more enjoyable. I didn't think it was a kind of transformational movie experience that um, it was somewhat portrayed as when, when all the reviews came out. Um, well, I mean, it,
2: it was on the level that you just said of that it, it kind of had a, a far more significantly uh, black presence than, God, any half the movies I can think of, maybe outside of more obscure stuff like Moonlight and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Which is, is not, not in the
0: same conversation in terms of scale.
2: <laughs> also a far better movie. What?
0: Also a much better movie, yeah. yeah. Go on, anyway. <laughs> um, I don't think that's a hot take, Paul. Don't worry. <laughs> that <laughs> Oscar winning a moonlight. Did you win the, 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 movie Os- movie. the literal Oscar for Best Picture? Although uh, some people think uh, Black Panther should win it this year. Uh, well, there, there
2: was the, um, the campaign of like, should Wonder Woman be nominated for Best Picture? And it's like, no, you idiots. What does that mean? <laughs> Stupid.
0: I would be less bothered by Black Panther getting it. I would still be bothered. I think that's a ridiculous claim but anyway go on,
1: yeah I, I also so I enjoyed it a um, lot, of, lot of good acting in it um, some of the characters are a bit meh but uh, I also kind of found the whole in terms of sort of world building and, and showing Wakanda I don't I really see enough of it I would like to have seen I like to have cut out a lot of the kind of Marvel bollocks like when they have that ridiculous car chase in Korea um cut that out and actually show a lot more of wakanda and and the, the cities and how people live and how the technology is affected kind of their lives and things but you didn't really see a whole lot of that um you saw a lot more of the kind of tribal and and royal stuff um i also found the the i can't remember what the name of the special uh material is but it was almost borderline kind of magical like it's not just you know, like a Tony Stark and and some of these other superheroes. Obviously, the technology they use is slightly ridiculous and would be completely implausible in the real world. But in Black Panther, it was almost like you just take a bit of this material and you can literally do whatever you want with it. It was kind of borderline Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. um, I almost kind of liked if it was a bit more um, down to earth and maybe they just had developed their society through great kind of science and technology rather than happened to have been, you know, founded on this big pile of metal. And um, that would have been a bit more interesting. Um, it was good. I liked Killmonger as a villain. Um, the only problem was that he was obviously way more fucking awesome than any of the heroes. So I just wanted him to win and kill everyone. Um, it's rare.
0: It's rare that a Marvel movie has that problem.
1: Um, yeah, normally the, the heroes and the villains are shit. So <laughs>
0: it's
1: nice. It nice for them to get one out of two.
0: Take that out, um, man.
1: Yeah, fucking ugh, wasp. Um, so I I thought he was really good. I'd like to just see a movie about him. Or I'd like to see a movie where the hero is a bit of a bit of a badass who's got a bit of a swagger to him, instead of being some fucking limp dick do-gooder like every Marvel hero. <laughs> I tell you, mate, whose actor, uh, whose films
2: you don't want to watch? Old Dwayne Johnson, because that's all he does these <laughs> days.
1: Well, I've not seen any of them. <laughs> that's helpful. Um, I was going to watch the new Jumanji the weekend, um, but then I decided to watch uh, Murder on the Orient Express instead. So, maybe that kind of. Anyway, yeah, Black Panther, good. Thumbs up. Um, one of the, I think, four Marvel movies I've actually enjoyed. Um, yeah, but not, not, you know, mind-blowing masterpiece or anything. Uh, I also watched Murder on the Orient Express, which is a remake of, or I guess another adaptation of the Agatha Christie Poirot novel. Mm -hmm. It stars Kenneth Branagh, um, with a very large moustache, um, quite a silly moustache really. I don't know why they, they. He decided to go for that. It's like a long horse sort of, almost. It goes all the way around his face, almost sort of like right round the back. Um, so it was kind of silly. Well, I did get used to it uh, after watching the film for a bit. Um, I don't know if I really enjoyed it. I think the performances were quite fun. Um, but having seen the old one, I kind of knew obviously, in fact, even before I'd seen that one, I think I knew the ending anyway. Right. Um, so it wasn't exactly much of a mystery uh and to be honest if i hadn't known what was going to happen i don't know if i'd have been that invested in any of it really um it was kind of adequately done but but nothing more than that so uh, you know if you've never seen any of them you might get something out of it but uh for me not so much not so much you know and the the old one had sean connery in it as well with uh albert finney as Poirot. so that that was pretty cool good cast that's good yeah so kind of some sums in the middle ish for that it was all, right. It was all right. yeah, um, the one difference,
2: what? sorry, between the old one and the new one that i I really disliked
1: oh.
2: is that it has this kind of like fake out moment before the real reveal, where the i guess minor sport is here, but it's not not really the the doctor who's who's played by I don't remember the the actor's name but he's he's a black guy in in the the new one he just has this, yes, like, oh, yeah, I did it reveal that is never really properly yeah. explained. Or, and then they have this, like, action scene that feels completely out of place in the movie. Yeah. And I was like,
1: what they is going on? Kinda, tried to sort of jazz it up a bit by having sort of lots of scenes off of the train and having that, you know, that scene you mentioned. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's the whole point is you're on a train and it's, you know, you're trapped and it's tense. It's like a, you know, locked room thing. Yeah. There's
2: one thing I think the new one does
1: better than the old one, though,
2: is um, that it kind of breaks up the interrogations a little bit better, so it keeps the different characters kind of involved. Whereas mm-hmm. the original one very much is like, "Oh, Sean Connery's in this grand," um, he's not in the movie for like the first hour twenty; <laughs> he appears for ten yeah. minutes. It's very much like a series of not skits, but a series of interviews almost. Whereas the new one kind of does a better job pacing it out and keeping characters coming in and out. Um yeah, but, but that mustache. Oof. oof. What are they thinking? Stupid looking. It's hor horrible prosthetic mustache. Oof. Ooh, bad. Um yeah, I think I prefer the original one overall. It's uh mm-hmm. I wanna say it's directed by Sydney Lume or Sydney Lumet. Lumet. Yeah. Uh because um, he of course directed my favorite movie of all of the the times, baby.
1: Oh, we oui. oui. Uh, the
2: Men. 12-Hunger Men. Yeah. Um, let me see here. What year did that come out? Like, 74? I want to say. Yeah. It was 74. Uh, yeah, Sidney Lumet uh, directed that one. He also directed 12-Hunger Men, which is better, to be honest. I, I know that, Joe, you've seen one more movie that I also watched. And, in fact, I watched I just, it because of your just, review.
1: On, before sorry. we get on to that yeah. sorry there's one final thing at the end of the movie where poirot gets off the train and some porter runs up to him and goes <laughs> it says almost something like uh, mr poirot there's been a death on the nile and it's like oh sequel is it they turn Ooh.
2: and wink and into the camera
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah i actually have um death on the nile uh on Blu-ray. I haven't got around to watching it yet. Now, I understand oh, that um, Poirot was not played by Albert Finney in it. Um, I haven't seen that one. I haven't, I haven't got around to watching it yet. It's Peter Ustinov who instead plays Poirot. Oh, okay.
1: That's good um, Ooh, Mia Farrow. I mean, yeah, even the old ones have good casts, to be fair. Jane Birkin, Bette Davis, Angela Lansbury. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Maggie Smith! David Niven! Oh, I need to watch this. <laughs> Looks like a right old rump. <laughs>
2: well, I, as I saying, I know you watched another movie because I, inspired by your review, I finally got down yeah. to watch it as well. Yeah. Um, Alexander Payne's Downsizing. Yeah. Let me preface this by saying that uh, another of his movies, Nebraska is another of my all-time favorite movies. Um, I, I, I would have it as maybe my third or fourth. Oh, uh, the same guy made these two movies? No, 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 no. He made Downsizing and made Nebraska. Nothing, nothing no, to that's do That's what with... I'm asking. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. asking. Yeah,
0: it's the same guy. What? I can't believe that.
2: Yeah. He also made... Um... I'll blow your mind even more here. He made, um... he made The Descendants. And he wrote the original screenplay, like the original draft. For are you ready for this? Um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry.
0: What?
2: <laughs> and he's credited gonna... as a writer on that movie.
0: This is like so, yeah, George same. Miller. Taken, this is like George Miller taking a few decades out from making Mad Max films to make like CGI penguin movies for his grandkids.
1: Yeah. Also, apparently, wrote Jurassic Park three. Oh uh, my
0: God! What what a, what a career
1: yeah I don't have either
2: Mm. of you seen Nebraska I've I've Jesus I've recommended him enough times
0: I know yeah I I still haven't seen it but I know you love it and it's highly highly acclaimed um
2: yeah he he directed and wrote Downsizing he actually didn't write Nebraska funny enough he only directed it Hmm. um uh yeah Jurassic Park 3 he was a writer on you're absolutely correct there Joe um so where do you start with downsizing, really? I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you know what kind of the central conceit is, is that because of um, overpopulation, they're, they're making people small, so they'll take up less space and use up less resources. That's kind of yeah. it summed up. Um, and that's kind of what the movie is for the first, like, 30 minutes or so. <laughs> At which point okay. it just becomes a, like a very plain, um, like romantic comedy,
0: I guess.
1: Yes, yeah, weird.
0: This is Mark Wahlberg, right? He's in this one. No, no
1: it's Ma- Mat- Matty Damon. Matt
0: Damon. Oh, Matty Damon, the other one. Okay.
1: God, imagine how oh. it would have been, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg in it. Oh
0: dear. Anyway. Uh, I thought I saw this trailer like once for this, yeah. and I thought, okay, that's enough for that.
2: It's funny as well because a lot of the people who appear in the trailer. Um, like Jason Sudeikis and, and Kristen Wiig are like they're, they're like barely in it they're in it for yeah, like f- yeah. f- a combined like 10 minutes maybe yeah because the trailer <laughs> almost sells it as like not like an Alexander Payne movie but like a like a
1: it sells it like, like a like silly comedy. of lying <laughs> kind of yeah I think you see yeah Ricky Gervais starred in this in 2008 um yeah and they banned Essentially, after that first sort of 30, 40 minutes, I don't think they mention the kind of big world at all. Like, it's all just set in the small world. There's no kind of contrast of what's going on with, you know, the regular world with the small world. It just then becomes uh, a movie set entirely in the small world. And because everything's shrunk down, it no longer really matters, does it? No, there, all there, there's
2: like the odd, um, you know, Prop that there's like a really big rose, and they point out like, oh, ain't that rose real big? And then you go, oh yeah, because the rose swallowed that. But yeah, apart from that, it's it's kind of secondary to to what the plot is, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, the movie shouldn't just be about you know, look at these small people over there. It should be you know, it should be
1: about the characters <laughs> no. themselves. God no. if if you're gonna use that gimmick, you I think you need to see it through to the end. Now. It's it's. You don't want it to just be about, yeah, big candy bars or whatever. but <laughs> Just completely abandoning the concept after half an hour and going off in this direction, which to me made absolutely no sense. Um, had no real intrigue behind it. I, I don't really understand at all.
2: Well, the, I think the problem is that this director's movies—if you've seen any of his, like *Sideways*, *The Descendants*, *Nebraska*, yeah. as I mentioned—they they are all kind of like nothingy. They're—they're they're not real narratively driven stories they're kind of about the characters and they're all quite like slow um but this is the only one where i feel like it was to its detriment where it was like a missed opportunity because there's with with this idea which is you know a great concept i i i love the first 30 minutes of this i have to be honest but it feels like a missed opportunity because they then don't really do anything with it and um like mm. there's, there, it doesn't the 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 small people in their world don't really have any conflict because they're small. Like there, it touches on a few things early on again in that first thirty minutes where you have like a drunk guy at a bar going like, should small people have the right to vote? Because you 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 use less resources, you pay less taxes, blah blah blah. Mm. You live like kings. Um, and then there's there's this thing they mention a lot is that like where they live they have to be protected constantly by from like bees. And birds and stuff, because they'll be wiped out. And then that that never like plays into the, the plot at all. I don't expect necessarily like a madcap scene where like, oh my god, a flag got in, and then they're all people like running around in, like Jurassic World. But like There's nothing like that. It just becomes like a really slow character movie. Um And I even to an extent enjoyed that I like even the part of the, the movie after that first 30 minutes I, I enjoyed but to a much lesser extent than I did the first 30 mm-hmm. minutes where I was like during the first 30 minutes I was thinking like why, why why were people not liking this this is great stuff this is really really great and then it just kind of descends um, I really didn't like Christoph Waltz in it um, he plays like this Serbian yeah. uh, party guy like I guess
1: slimeball slime
2: yeah, I, I don't know. I just felt like he was miscast in it. Um, and then the Vietnamese lady, uh, Hong Chow, I believe is the actress's name. She, um, at first, I thought she was too kind of, too much of a racial caricature. But I thought, like, she was charismatic enough that by the Ooh. end, I, I'd kind of come around on it to liking her. Um. And then Matt, mm. Matt, Matt Damon, I like. I thought he was good as kind of the, the everyman in it.
1: Yeah, Matt Damon does a good job. It just, ugh, for me, it was just a meandering piece of ephemera. It kind of was, but. But, but his movies are, to be fair. <laughs> Wait, what? What ones? Oh, you, the director. The, oh, the, the
2: director's other movies. I mean, oh, okay,
1: yeah. the director, yeah. Matt Damon. That's the thing. It starts off with such a kind of strong high concept thing, and then it meanders off into that it was yeah, yeah.
2: and it's really long as well which is kind of yeah problem it's like 2.15 um, yeah and given that the only really the opening 30-40 minutes of it is truly any good yeah got a lot to get through
1: towards the end you know yeah it's a, it's a true not as good as Honey I Shrunk the Kids if well. I'm honest <laughs> had a giant ant in it and all that that's good, and a big dog biscuit. That's good. Thumbs down sizing.
2: Uh, I give it in the middle. I give it like a like a six out of ten. It alright. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't argue with you. I definitely see your point. Um, yep. I watched a few other movies as well. I watched Dwayne Johnson's Faster. Ooh. Um, now, when I even if you've not seen a trailer for Faster. And even if you have, you probably won't remember because the movie came out so long ago. But if I say to you, Dwayne Johnson's faster, what do you picture in your head?
1: A uh, sequel to Fast and
2: Furious? Ah, well, it's not one of them, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. He, he, The Rock, does play a um, a getaway driver in it. Um, but the fact that he drives a car is so. Mm, you know secondary <laughs> that it's almost like i don't understand why it's called faster or why that's a thing uh it's essentially a very straightforward um revenge story where the rock gets imprisoned um yeah. after uh uh you know a, a robbery or a a uh, heist goes bad and his brother gets killed and now, now that he's out he's gonna hunt down and kill all the people responsible for his brother's death and it's just like one by one by one he kills the people it, it's very much like a a less stylish um, more straightforward Kill Bill <laughs> um, so I mean if you want to watch that kind of movie just go watch Kill Bill because at least Kill Bill is done with like style Faster yeah. is faster is just super functional, but not in a in a way that you enjoy you know it's not an enjoyable movie the rock The rock is actually good in it, and the rock cries in it at one point Ooh. um and there are some good performances in there i mean it's it also stars um Billy Bob Thornton and uh aduwali what's the guy's name Ugh Hang on a second, will get this this actor's name now. Aduali Agbaje, who who's in lots of movies. You 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 might not recognize the name, but you will know the guy. He he was in um uh Game of Thrones and Suicide Squad and mm. one of the mm. Born movies and Thor he's in, he's in loads of things, he's in it as well. But um yeah, it's just kind of it's it, it's almost boring. And the the end twist is so dumb mm. that it's like a slap in the face, you know? Um, it, it was the common, kind of... Common
0: thread between our rock movies this week. Yeah. Um,
2: like, it has its moments, but the, the twists are so dumb. It's kind of like when people complain about um, a wrestling match where, like, a tag team have a super uh, hard, you know battle and then at the end of the match one tag team partners just clocks the other one you're like well why did you get beat up for 20 minutes to then do the turn it's, it's kind of like that where you, the twist just happens and you're like well that was kind of stupid and kind of ruins the movie um so i think faster i would just describe as very dissatisfying i think that's the best way to sum it up um speaking of movies that are dissatisfying i also watched uh, escape plan 2 hades which is a sequel to one of, again, one of my favourite little movies, Escape Plan, which starred mm. Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I d- <laughs> Sorry to keep asking, have any of you guys seen the first Escape Plan? Uh,
1: no, it is on now TV though, so I was tempted. No, I haven't seen it. No,
2: first Escape Plan is is one of my little, not even a guilty pleasure, but one of my little pleasures that a lot of people have not seen. Um, uh, it's it's like a a throwback to 80s style movies but like done well and done successfully and stallone and schwarzenegger are both like chewing the scenery and they're great in it and it has like actually got really clever twists in it that make you go oh what's gonna happen next and, and jim caviezel is in it as the the warden of the prison he's like super good in it. like way over the top uh, escape plan 2 stars sliced Stallone and no Arnold Schwarzenegger, unfortunately, but you do have instead Dave Batista of wrestling fame. Even um, better. Or at least that's what the poster has. Um, they actually are not the lead characters. The lead character is this Chinese guy, um, and they play like secondary characters in it. And n- never, uh, even though, like, Barry, you watch Skyscraper Uh, this week and I've watched a few of The Rock's more recent movies but never has a movie felt so transparently made for a Chinese audience as Escape Plan 2 Hades and Skyscraper is set in Hong Kong (laughs) yeah Escape Plan 2 has um, like multiple Chinese leads inexplicably and also Escape Plan 3 sorry
0: sorry sorry you don't like diversity Paul Jesus Christ
2: well I don't like it when the, the the lead actors in this film are speaking entirely in broken English.
0: <laughs> and, like, horrible uh, Oh, dear. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So. And Escape Time 3, the, the,
2: if you look yeah. at the cast list for it, all Chinese, apart from David. Bautista, and slice <laughs> them out. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Skyscraper, yeah. And also, the, the big uh, Chinese businessman that the Rock is reporting to, I was expecting him to turn out to be the heel because he's so welcoming. But that does not—that does not come to pass. He is not. There's not a really obvious swerve you see a mile away where he turns out to be the bad guy. It actually did not happen. Um, so there, yes. Yeah, so I mean, there's like nope, nope. The Chinese great bunch of lads. That's the theme of that film. Um, well, of course it is. It's made for Chinese people. And the yeah, and, and, and it's the white man that's the devil in that film um, there is a, actually speaking of that uh there's an actor in skyscraper who is in preacher which is another show i'm watching currently that's very good uh he plays hitler uh actual hitler okay because uh, the preacher set in hell right um and he plays hitler and he's great <laughs> it's a great character. Uh he's very good at it. But the problem is that he really looks like Hitler. He really <laughs> looks like him. Uh so even when he doesn't have the little mustache, uh I was like, Oh, that's Hitler and then I was like oh oh man, it really looks like Hitler because he has the little haircut and everything. Oh Trevor Noah, I believe is the actor's name. Um no not fucking No Trevor
1: Noah. Trevor Noah, <laughs> Trevor no, Noah is. Like Hitler. No.
0: It's Trevor. I think it's Trevor. Something. Uh, Trevor Noah. <laughs> um, let me see. Here. I'm gonna look this up now, so I uh, uh, so I can figure out the fucking name of the actor. Uh, 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 uh,
1: uh, uh, uh,
0: actor. Noah Taylor. <laughs>
1: wow. Taylor.
0: Stars- wow. Noah. <laughs> I'd like to apologize for that. Oh, uh. that
1: guy from Game of Thrones.
0: Oh, is he in Game of Thrones?
1: Yeah, he plays Locke, the guy who I can't remember. Anyway, the the
0: first the first result on image Google image search, you, you can kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, I see. But imagine mean. if he's playing if, he, if he's if he's playing a scouting bad guy with a side part, you can see you can see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But anyway, anyway, that's it. Uh, is that all the movie guff this week?
2: Um, no, I watched one more movie. Escape Plan Two, by the way, sucks. even no. if you even if you liked. Okay. Not love the first one. Don't oh, escape plan two, dreadful stuff. So it is sci fi channel level guff. Um, and then finally, I watched a good movie, uh, called Good Time, which Barry, I know you you watched uh, last year. One of your mo- one of the movies you watched last year that I was kind of jealous of that I hadn't seen with like uh Ghost Story and uh, other movies I haven't seen, you know, Killing of a Sacred Deer and stuff like that. A uh, Good Time. One of the best movies of last year. Um, I went the full 10 on it. What? Which, I, what? which I don't often do. I think I think it's the... I think I only gave two or three 10s last year. Good Time's one of them now. Tell you what Good Time reminded me of, right? Reminded me a lot of Taxi Driver.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, I can kind of see that.
2: Um, I, I can't quite put my finger on what specifically reminds me of it, whether it's kind of the, the colours used, or like obviously not the soundtrack, it's got like a pulsating, like drive style score which is like Ooh. really, really great Pattinson is like outstanding in it yeah, um, he's incredible in that I, I mean, Oscar Snob doesn't, or Oscar Snub I'm an Oscar Snob Oscar snub. I don't think does justice here because I think he's like, he's out of this world good. Do you know? Do you know what He reminded me of in it. Um, little dour sourpuss face. Uh, CM Punk. <laughs> a
0: little bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say another another actor or character, but uh, yeah.
2: No. Oh, he's like super good. And this this um directorial. Pair who made the movie. I believe they're just like kind of like starting out. So I'm really interested in seeing like where they yeah. go next from here. Um, because Good Time is one of those movies that has like no likable characters in it. Like almost without exception, all the characters are definitely are are unlikable. They they're all drug addicts or they're uh, um you know grandmothers who are real rude to their you know the daughter then you have the daughter being taken advantage of by Robert Pattinson's character just like horrible characters in it uh, and yet you kind of care about them anyway and the movie makes you care about like how the story progresses and, and what happens to these characters um, really fantastic looking movie I can't kind of put that over enough of how, how good it just looks Um, and yeah I don't know I i I think i expected it to be like slower but i didn't really think it was i thought the story kind of moved at a a good pace and you know what else it kind of reminded me of this may be a more modern uh reference here it reminded me a little bit of nightcrawler
0: um I, yeah stylistically i can definitely see that
2: yeah um so if you like those movies, Good Time is probably a good one to check out. Um, it Definitely the name is misleading, because this movie is not about a good time at all. In fact, it's really, really a horrible situation that the characters are all in. But, um, fuck, it was so good. What a movie. I, I mean, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I just wanted it to keep going. Um so yeah, I mean, I can't, I, I can't, I can't find this a single flaw with it. I thought it was near perfect.
0: I might, I might rewatch it because remember when I first watched it, 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 it was kind of aspects of it, it just didn't quite click for me. I really liked it, obviously, but I, right. I didn't quite get it. And it was actually just, it was actually just, I can't remember what website it was. There was actually someone just wrote an article this week about how, you know, is Good Time a, a cult classic already? I think it definitely is.
2: Well, I don't know if enough people, like people. I mean, cult can... classic. Yeah, I, I don't know that enough people have kind of seen. I, I, I wish well, it was that's, more. That's,
0: that's, that's kind of it, isn't it? Because it's like it's it's very underseen and very slept on, but the people who have seen it absolutely love it. But, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, And it was, I mean, it was put out by A24 as well, so it already has that kind of niche um uh, kind of um, cool underground kind of label associated with it. Um, it's on Netflix. Did you watch it on Netflix or did you get a Blu-ray? or, or No, I watched, um, I watched a Blu-ray version of it. Yeah, so it's on it's on Netflix. So I might I might pop it on there some evening because I I would like to watch it again. It is great. I mean, it is really fantastic. Um, yeah. So uh, is that it for?
2: Uh, I, I, well, let me movies? just say as well. I obviously, I won't spoil anything. But there's something that happens like right at the very end of the movie that, like, I actually found quite shocking and quite like a punch to the gut, where. Mm. Um, I, I, try, I try to describe now without, without spoiling the movie in, like anyway but one character is like climbing out a window basically and then something happens I I actually got quite like taken aback by it I, I don't know whether it was the way it was shot or whatever but I thought it was quite shocking and it was like I don't know just, just that movie I just thought was so well done and so like perfectly written perfectly directed um, the score kind of extenuates everything that's happening and does, but doesn't overpower the movie it's not like Drive to an extent I think su- suffers a little bit because what you remember so much of it is the score um, whereas here it's kind of just adds to the the package so to speak it's so so good yeah like one of the best movies I've seen in the last five years
0: yeah uh, yeah so that's uh, that's movie Unless, any trailers take your fancy from Comic Con
2: Well, no, the only thing I wanted to mention is uh, this James Gunn um, fiasco. Oh,
0: yes, 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 yeah. Which, as we record this, is kicking up a storm on Twitter about it. He's very upset about it.
2: Yeah, because I think this almost feeds into what we're going to talk a little bit later about with um, the old Hulky Hogan brother and his apology.
0: Yeah, God, this is... on, On a show that we've got so much to talk about, this could go on a while, but yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, mean,
2: we won't talk too much about it, but um yeah, I almost feel like anyone who is a public figure who's had a Twitter account or something like that for a very long time, just fucking delete it. Start fresh <laughs> because you will get caught on anything now and it will more or less ruin you, you know?
0: Yeah, the, the funny thing about the James Gunn thing, though, is that, like, this had been known, and I'm very sure he had apologized for this previously, mm. Um, because, you know, because, I mean, look, this whole thing, people digging up old tweets, that's not new, you know, it's, I mean, it's getting rampant, more and more rampant, but, like, people in the past have asked him, like, what's up with all these fucking tweets, and he's like, yeah, you know, sorry, he, he was a bit more sincere than that, especially. <laughs> yeah, you sounded very dismissive just now. <laughs> No, no, he, you know he he did a. You sounded
2: more like Hulk Hogan's apology.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of looked at that and I went, "Well, these are terrible. These tweets. These are these are bad." Um. Um. And I was like, I I, I was like, initially my kind of reaction was, "Well, you know, firing him. my get you. You can't really dispute that." But the more the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of like. Like, and it's, and it was years ago, and I don't say that to imply, like, youth is an excuse, because he was a fucking, like, 30-something-year-old adult when he made all these jokes, so that's not an excuse at all. But my kind of thing is, you know, if you're sorry, and you've kind of said you'll be better, and to, to the best of my knowledge, you know, you have been better, and you haven't, um, uh, you know, made these really tasteless jokes, um, recently, um... Then, then, what of it? I'm very much, you know, you can you can um, go back about your business, especially if it's if if the thing in question that's being brought up is that you used to have a much worse sense of humor than you have now. Um, it's a little bit different from the Hogan thing, where Hogan's like in in his most private moments is espousing these what seem like really horrible but sincerely held views. Yeah. Um qualified with the statement, I am a racist. I mean, that's pretty damning. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah that's one thing. Whereas this it's like, okay, these are really terrible jokes place, you know, type Disney certainly not, but but you know, no we all, you know, once upon a time had, you know uh uh worse sense of humor than we have now. We all kind of, you know, have grown a lot in
1: in 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 the last you know couple of decades yeah. or a lot of, i mean i mean if anyone time. listens back to the early episodes of this shit oh we're yeah. all finished
0: oh yeah thank God no one does um <laughs>
1: thank God this will never come out no
0: no but that's i mean that's a good example it's like everyone kind of you know grows up and and uh you know once upon a time you know there might be people who would who would fight the the um Uh, fight the idea of oh well you know if i if i'm doing it as a joke then that's actually fine and then these days like oh well actually like you know you know sometimes when you when you lean into that too much it's actually like okay well i actually don't really care about people who might who who might be bothered by this kind of thing um and and that's kind of ignorant whereas you look at it in modern eyes and you say okay no i can actually see why this would bother people but anyway the, the, the whole the whole thing is unfortunate um um and uh yeah, well, Big Dave is still fighting for James Gunn, uh, even if no one else will. Um, yeah, I'm kind so of, yeah, I'm I kind of
2: sympathetic, I... especially when it kind of applies more so to people who were kids. You know, like we had, I think the other year, some footballer. I can't quite put my name, put my finger on who it was on the name, but that they they had made some comment when they were like fifteen. Uh oh, so and so, that's gay or something. they got kind of raked over the coals for and i'm kind of like like who of us hasn't made some stupid comment along those lines when we were like 15 you know um yeah and and someone at the age of 22 having to come out and apologize for i i don't think is fair but with the with the james gunn thing i i do think that kind of everyone has to be held to the same standard and if it was let me just pick a name out of the air here um uh i don't know some right wing let's say Mm. you know i think the reaction would be would be the same from the other side and i i i that's why my my thing would be you know if if you're uh, a public figure and there's a risk of something like that just fucking delete your twitter (laughs) just start a new one you'll get your don't worry about your followers your numbers you'll be grand um, but I
0: just—I I wonder. Wouldn't it be? I mean, I agree with you now. But it, the idealist to me is: Wouldn't it be better if we all kind of had a less reactionary? Ah, uh, well. Now, um, now
2: you're coming to the true solution, Barry. But that's not—that's yeah. not how the world works, unfortunately.
0: I, but I, I, because the thing is, right? There is. I think it is a, a scale, right? And I reference the Hogan thing, because obviously. So I mean, we're recording this like two weeks after this news came out so uh, spoiler for the news section we're going to reveal a new story that none of you've ever heard before hulk hogan reinstated <laughs> to the wwe hall of fame uh, by the way, and you know quote unquote reinstated i don't recall them ever issuing a statement that he was taken out of the hall of fame i don't recall that ever happening uh,
1: it's, i thought it, I they thought like, it. delete they deleted his profile from the i think, I think it was hall known
0: by people that he was taken off the website but that's not the yeah. same thing as Saying it anyway, the point the point is, you know, uh, he's back after three years, and and obviously there's also talk that he has signed a new deal with them, and that will that will almost certainly lead to him being rolled back out on TV in some capacity, um, uh, with them. And t- to me, it is a scale, right? Because the thing is, obviously, some wrestling fans are like, well, this is great, so Hulk Hogan gets another chance. It's like, well, t- for me, it's just the things he said. They're just not things I want to see a person who has those beliefs. I just don't want to see them. You know what I mean. I just, I, I don't think three years of penance is really enough. And, 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 in terms of, you know, his actual apologies. I mean, look, a lot of, a lot of news sites were reporting his, his apology was not very well received. Then Titus O'Neill just came out and said that was the case, and he was not impressed with the apology at and all. And the New Day as well. And, and the New Day, the New Day were less explicit, but they were, they were very much of the opinion that this is what it is. We're going to keep it civil. God bless. That was pretty much them. Titus O'Neill was a lot more explicit. You know, he he reinforced the exact wording that the PW insider had of, of Hogan sent to it very much just being don't get caught being a racist, which is the which is an odd thing to say. Um and so so like that to me. <laughs> Maybe exactly. Hogan
2: is so far gone that he just thinks that everyone is a bit racist. He's like, brother, wait you know when you're saying you're racism, brother, make sure you ain't got a
0: <laughs> camera on you. And it's just, and and like, so to me, it's like, okay, like I said, I I think that these things are like a scale, and he's in the part of the scale where I'm actually okay with saying, no, you should be fired, and you shouldn't be brought back, and and people should judge you, and and that's fine. But a flip side of this, then, is one example that I think most people listening to this probably won't even remember, because it was such a non-story, it completely blew over. You know the uh, pop singer Dua Lipa? Uh, She sings New Rule." Yes. Yes, you know her.
2: I do. Uh, This is one of those rare moments where I do know the person you're talking about.
0: Oh, I was expecting to be no soldier. Anyway. Oh. Or even happened where she, I think some uh, tape came out of her from a few years ago uh, where she was, she said the N-words while she was uh, rapping along to a song, right? Which thing that, that, you know, it's like, I, I don't think that's okay, and I think people should not do that. And she came out and said, yeah, I probably, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. And everyone kind of moved on because it was like, yeah, that's not the same thing as being a racist. You know what I mean? And it's then like, and the then
2: not really apologizing for
0: it. And then not really apologizing for it, right? It's like It's like, okay, you did this thing that you shouldn't have done, but it was, you know, from a place of ignorance and there was no, the intent was not, you know, hateful. Right. But but and and funnily enough, I think that was a rare case where people kind of acted correctly, which is she still has a career. She's still very successful. And I think the listening to this never even heard this story because people kind of looked at it for what it was and said, "Okay, this was wrong, but not a deal breaker. I mean, a lot of people I know who I've spoken to about this think I'm wrong about this. I, I look at all these James Gunn tweets that were that were really terrible and really off color and I mean, not especially funny. I mean, would you follow? I mean, like, if he wasn't a famous person, would you follow this person on Twitter who made all these crass jokes because you thought they were hilarious? Definitely not. Definitely not. But at the same time, it's like if the guy's like, "Look, I used to think this this lowest common denominator. How low can I go?" Shock jock humor was funny. Now I don't, and I'm sorry. I mean, I I don't think the guy should lose his his you know yeah. top of the world you know filmmaking gig.
2: And um, even even regarding um, the scale you mentioned, I think with, to the Hulk Hogan thing, if he had come out at this alleged apology taping, or <laughs> whatever you want to call it, and had said, you know, uh, I, I'm truly sorry. I'm trying to change my ways. I'm trying to be a better person. I've done this uh, work with charities. I've done this and this and this. Um, yeah. th- even that's one thing. But the fact that <laughs> allegedly he's kind of come out and... Had had a bit of, you know, I'm only sorry because I got caught doing it, you know. I I I think I've mentioned before on the podcast that you know, if if someone is is legitimately sorry and and legitimately, uh, wanting to change their ways, I, even to that extent, I can be a little bit more you know more forgiving of that. But yeah. in this case, it doesn't appear that that's been the case. And to be honest with the James Gunn thing, um, Guardians Volume Two wasn't that good anyway. see you later sucker (laughs) i can't wait for ron howard's guardians of the galaxy 3
0: no no oh no Um. or or yeah i don't know it's a it's a it's a tough one because i mean this is also you know the real deciding factor here beyond what he said or what you think of him as a person is that it's disney and so naturally disney are just gonna you know they're going to avoid con but it's weird i i again a lot of speculation and surely they knew this before they hired him like his like his his previous apology from several years ago i, I saw one someone posted this in 2012 i mean that predates even guardians one coming out you know what i mean it's like uh i don't know
2: but it's 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 the it's the bad press they're avoiding is really
0: yes you know you know they uh yeah anyway so that's 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 kind of that's James Gunn. And I think that's kind of the Hogan thing in one go. I think we kind of uh, yeah. mentioned it there. He's back. You know, there was the the apology really seems like it was what it was. I really I really appreciate New Day and Titus O'Neill putting out statements that more or less came off pretty sincere to me. Um, uh, obviously, they uh, they're in a company where where. You know, you say the wrong thing can get you in a lot of trouble. But I feel like they—they they still said what they need to be said. It, it didn't seem like they were pulling their punches too much. Certainly, Titus wasn't um, uh, in his statement. I appreciate that, and I also still kind of feel pretty bad for him because, because ultimately, they, it's on. They, they, it's like, well, you got to make your peace with it because we've we've decided that he's back. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's um, that is the way it is. So um, I I appreciate them uh, uh, doing that. Right,
2: we have any 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 other Hogan tidbits before we move on? No, but we have a new quiz since we're back. Um, I'm going to try and make this into a somewhat recurring thing. Then it's a new segment called Wrestling, Real or Fake. Oh. Um. And essentially, what it is is each week is going to be a different topic. Um. But I have a list of five things here. And I want you guys to tell me: Are they real or fake? Okay. This week's topic is indie wrestling shows. So I'm Can gonna we you... come up with
1: a a silly name for it? Like, sure. Like, Kane and the Under Faker. Like, oh, I like true, it. True or f- true or fake? True well, or we fake. used to have
2: truth out of three false, um, but this I've got five three ain't enough man i need five hmm. anyway we'll come up with the name we'll work on the name but essentially how about
1: how about wrong or truth killings some of that wrong the truth <laughs> no? uh, i
0: kinda, i kind of i yeah you know what i think it's it's suitably crappy like in and the Wondertaker and dwayne johnson well, busters wait a minute i like i like
2: can't like the the killings killings Okay, wrong, okay. wrong. The no, truth. Kane, Kane,
0: Kane and the, my Wondertaker is the worst fucking thing we've ever said on this show, including all the racism in the early
1: earlier. <laughs> 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 including that bit where Barry went on a racist rant and then went. Oh, I am. I am a little bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Anyway. Right. So again,
2: the the topic here is five, um, indie show names, right? And I want you guys to tell me: Are they real, or excuse me, are they wrong, or are they the truth killings? Okay. <laughs> I'm saying, Joe. I'm making it work. I'm making it work.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Um,
2: so what I'm going to do is, I'm, I'll give you the name of the the show, and I want you guys to tell me if you think it's it's true or false. Okay. And then we'll collect all of them, and then we'll go through them, and you'll find out the, the score. Okay. 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 Um, So, each one, just again, is either an indie show, a real indie show name that has happened, (laughs) or will happen, or it's Bullshit I Made Up, okay? Okay. So, the first show, or is it, uh, comes to us from BCW, which stands for Black Craft Wrestling. Black Craft, one word. Okay. And the show is called Reaper's Revenge. Is that a real indie show or is it made up nonsense?
1: Reaper's Revenge.
2: Black Craft, Black craft Wrestling Reaper's Revenge. Uh, so do we
1: both, do we take turns or do we both go? You can decide
2: individually do you want to say true or false. You can both choose the same answer or you can...
0: Right. Um god i have no idea um what does your heart tell you i'm gonna say it's good
2: i'm gonna say it's the truth killings okay so joe says that that is a real indie show barry what what's what are you thinking
0: i'm leaning towards yeah i'll say i'll say i'll say the truth as well okay uh
2: number two uh number two's show comes to us from xxw nice okay uh, the show is Battle Bay Extreme. Uh,
0: Battle Bay Extreme. I'll say Truth Killings as well.
2: Joe?
0: I'll say Wrong. Joe
2: says that that one is wrong. So that's our first uh, discrepancy there. We're two different divergence. First Divergence. Um, also a good movie. Number three comes to us from the CCWF. Which stands for the California Classic Wrestling Foundation. Not Federation, interestingly. Nice. Uh, The show name is The Outsider Continues. Is that wrong or is it The Truth Killings? Um, CCWF, The Outsider Continues.
1: I'm going to say The Truth Killings. Okay.
0: Barry? Barry? Uh, Wrong
2: Barry says wrong there Okay Number four This comes from PWA PWA is the premier Spelled with an E Wrestling Alliance Uh, And the show name is Red, white And bruised
0: (laughs) I hope that's real Uh, I'm going to say Correct uh, What's fucking right
1: When again? the truth
2: Barry says that that one Is the truth Joe
1: I'll say Ron The tr- uh, say the truth killings. The truth killings.
2: <laughs> you nearly got to mix up. I there. For- forgot my own name there. But yeah. <laughs> and then number five, the final one, comes to us from Prestige Wrestling. No acronym. Uh, and the show is called Alpha Slash Slash Omega.
0: <laughs> oh God! Did they do that this year? That that's embarrassing. Um, embarrassing enough to be real.
1: I'm going to say wrong. Joe says wrong
0: on that one.
2: And Barry? I'll say wrong as well. Wrong. Okay. So let's go back and reveal the answer. So question one. BCW, Black Craft Wrestling uh, present Reaper's Revenge. Joe and Barry both said that that was the truth killings. And that is correct. Um, So one all there. Uh, You can actually follow Black Craft Wrestling at BCW Wrestling on Twitter. Um, they had like Jimmy Havoc on it, I think, and some people... Okay. It's, it's kind of like a... Uh, not a goth emo style, but that kind of style of wrestling. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, then we had XXW Battle Bay Extreme. Joe said that that was wrong, whereas Barry said that that was the truth killings. Uh, Battle Bay Extreme is actually an obstacle course along the lines oh. of kind of... Um, the Tough mother and those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, XXW, I just made up because it has Ws and Xs in it, doesn't it? So that's 2-1 to Joe. We then have CCWF, the California Classic Wrestling Foundation. The Outsider continues. Joe said that that was the truth. Barry said was wrong. Uh, Barry is correct on that one. Uh, The CCWF is actually a California women's prison. Uh, And The Outsider Continues is an ongoing season of plays currently at Dublin's Gate Theatre. So if you're interested in um, the arts, you can go check out The Outsider Continues. Nothing to do with Kevin Nash or Scott Hall. Uh, PWA, the premier with an, an extra E for some reason, Wrestling Alliance, red, white and bruised. Joe and Barry said that that they both said that that was the truth killings. Uh, and happy to report that that is indeed a real wrestling show. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone I know is on it, it just seemed like fat hillbillies. But, um, <laughs> three all after that one, and then finally, Prestige Wrestling Alpha Slash Slash Two Slashes Omega. Joe said that that was wrong, and Barry also said it was wrong. That is actually a real show. Um, the poster uh. had not Chris Jericho nor Kenny Omega, but did have Billy Gunn, Bull Dempsey, and Simon Gotch. The real alphas. <laughs> I don't know why there was two slashes, but there were. Uh, so the final score is 3 all. So it is, in fact, a draw. Uh, no tiebreaker, unfortunately.
1: No tiebreaker.
2: <laughs> no, that's right. I like that. that was fun. I like that. So there you go. So um, I'll try and do something similar next week. It won't necessarily be indie yeah. shows. It'll maybe be another topic. It but... could, could be a trivia Oh. Yeah. could be could be. In, is it really an indie wrestler is it really a promotion is it you know blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so no it's winner not... this week unfortunately but uh, anyway I guess we can finish off with wrestling guff for the week
0: yeah wrestle guff um, who watched any of extreme rules
2: no I saw a gif of Kevin Owens being thrown off a cage
0: oh, oh yeah. I saw He's all, like, the only good bit. Um, (laughs) I watched, like, an hour and a half of it because I woke up the night it was on and couldn't sleep, so I stuck it on. It was really boring. Really fucking boring. Uh, The Kevin Owens match, like, before that bump was so boring. It was just, like, him trying to run away, Braun throwing him across the ring, him trying to run away again.
2: It's a stalling, uh, just
0: stalling, wasn't it? Stalling, Braun was handcuffed to the cage. Of course, he broke the handcuff like every... I'm so bored of Braun Strowman's shtick. It's rubbish. Uh, the Daniel Bryan match was rubbish. They can't fucking book Daniel Bryan in an interesting thing to save their life. Um, uh, Kane was injured, like legitimately injured, so they had to do an angle where he was taken out backstage and he came out in a boot. Um... Uh, uh, despite the fact that he was Well enough to come out there in the boot uh, He was obviously not well enough to take the fall Because they pinned Daniel Bryan again Because of course they did um, uh, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns had like a fun Five minute stretch towards the end of their match That for some reason was 15 minutes long um, It was so fucking boring For the first half it. And then they started killing themselves doing spots And no one cared Um Rubbish. It was rubbish. AJ and, and Rusev had a had a, a an all right match that that had no heat whatsoever. But it was it was just all right. It was nothing special. And that's extreme rules. WWE sucks.
2: <laughs> Short but uh, to the point. I
0: feel. I uh, tell you what though. Uh, I watched a little bit of this weekend. Go on. Caught up on a little bit of Impact. Oh shit. We've
2: been, uh, we've been talking for a while that we should watch Impact.
0: Uh, so I they have playlists on their YouTube basically like here's a compilation of like 12 segments from from the last few months right. that are like the most relevant things and they're all divided by few. They're all very well organized right. uh, And I watched them and they were not not all of them, but they were uh, I watched the one for the LAX match and the Pentagon match and some of the Eddie Edwards stuff. Um, And it seems really great. It seems like they've gotten a a kind of a new look. It's a little bit more Lucha Underground-y, minus the the kind of mysticism and the supernatural elements. Um, They've assembled themselves quite a roster. You know, I'm liking a lot of people they have booked. Um, So I am probably going to watch Slammiversary, which is on tonight. Uh, I'll probably watch rope. Um, yeah, so they, they've they got a card, you know, uh, the new LAX Santana and Ortiz versus the original LAX uh, Homicide and Hernandez. They did an angle where basically uh, uh, Conan was mysteriously taken out, and then LAX's old friend Eddie Kingston came in and said, Hey, boys, I'm, I'm your new jefe. You know, I'm going to lead you guys to victory. And he took them to the tag team titles. And then Conan comes back, and Conan and Kingston, they have a uh, a, a suspicious but you know a tenuous friendship and then conan finds out that it was kingston who took him out because he wanted all the glory with lax and uh when the uh when the young lax boys sided with conan uh kingston brought back the classic original lax and so they're going to have a street fight great angle really enjoyed all the all the youtube highlights i watched uh uh so that's one of the one of the matches to do they're doing pentagon versus sammy callahan in a mask versus hair match. It's pretty interesting. Uh, Brian Cage versus Matt Seidel. You know, this, this, this is all right. It's a pretty good card on paper, so I'm gonna I'm to check that out. And hey, who knows? Maybe you know, maybe we will just watch uh, fucking Impact on this show and nothing else. Uh, <laughs> no
1: forward. no movies, so, just Impact.
0: No movies, no telly, no wrestling, just Impact. Uh, so I'll report what, back on that next week.
1: What uh, channel are they on now? Because I heard they let they're not on Spike in no. the UK anymore. They're now on—is it Armed Forces TV or something like that? One of these channels I don't know <laughs> UK Conquest <laughs> um, I the...
0: believe They're Impact right. goes up on their I believe Impact goes up on their app In the UK and Ireland Oh okay So like the day after I th- I think that is the case I
2: heard I that they were on a station But that it got like Very few viewers
1: Yeah it's not on like a free view or... They're
2: like, it's all, There sure. are like men and motors Between tit shows Probably Mm-hmm.
0: am I the only one who used to watch Men of Owners during my lonely teenage no, years did, fair yeah. enough <laughs> yeah, I did it was it was very saucy
2: ooh there's a puzzle great
0: stuff uh, I was googling oh and here. there's some
2: Eddie Kingston
0: brilliant uh, let me see here where to watch Impact Wrestling on impact.com page doesn't load brilliant okay uh. Uh, that's on their own fucking website unbelievable uh, channel 5 no, they're not no, Channel Five
2: you're... anymore. That's the...
0: Uh, I'm, I'm on the. I'm on the Channel Five website right now, Friday twentieth of July twenty eighteen. Huh. That's the most recent episode they have on the website. All right. And it's on it's on demand All as right. well. On the website, uh, I believe. I think it is also on their app. A few days later, um, the the Global Wrestling Network. Uh, unfortunately, I have tried to use that app in the past, and it is hideous. Um, so so I can't make any guarantees that's any good. But anyway. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's Impact. Uh, uh, you know, it seems like they're doing solid stuff lately. Good roster and, and everything. Uh, we have a historic announcement coming on Monday on Raw, coming from uh, the legendary Joshi Queen, Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so there's there's speculation that it could be one of or both of the following. Uh, a women's tag team belt. Uh there is a leaked design going around. So it, at the very least does appear they they've made you know they have considered making that. Um and also an all women's pay-per-view, um, which would take place at some point this year. I don't know when. Um based on the fact that SummerSlam is the next thing that's coming up, and so they don't they don't really have time to squeeze in a pay-per-view, I would imagine this is probably the titles. Yeah. Uh
1: Mmm. Don't care. <laughs> next, next next story.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh Paul any takes?
1: Um
2: Mmm. I I have a probably what's <laughs> going to be a somewhat unpopular take. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe a, a James Gunn take <laughs> that I'm going to have to apologize for in 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 a, in a, a couple of years. I don't know if um I don't know if women's wrestling is, is quite there yet, to, to have a, a full women's show that would be of a sufficiently high standard. I, I, I think it's getting there, and I think there are you know, plenty of performers worldwide who could put together a good show, but I don't know in WWE right now that they have like, enough diversity of talent that, that it would really be any good.
0: I think I think that's perfectly fair within the context of it being a WWE show. The, the, I didn't watch this month's Asuka match, but I mean, Carmella and Asuka last month was terrible. Uh, Carmella in general is terrible. The Nia Jax-Alexa Bliss match was terrible on, on Sunday. It was good when Rousey got involved, obviously, because Rousey's cool. but um, um, and, and good, to be fair. Cool and good, and it's like it just in general the yeah I, I I don't think that's unfair to say at all. I mean I think that there's a lot of talent in NXT. I think the uh, I think the main roster WWE women. Um, I don't know that I'd be rushing to to watch this pay per view. And I'll have you know that I went to an all broad show in April and I had a very good time um, there for OTT Defiant. It was very woke and good.
2: Which by the way they announced um, Defiant two. So they are doing oh, another Tivoli show. Woohoo!
0: Oh, what a surprise on a sun, on a Sunday! A... <laughs> and oh, what a coincidence! Oh, I wonder if there is going to be a show on the Tivoli on the Saturday. Oh, uh, oh, folks, we pulled it out of the bag. Oh, <laughs> oh, God! Um, you got You got to love them, just... Barry. You got to love them. You have to love them. You have to. Um, yeah. So anyway um so that's that's that i can't wait happen, for
2: the so. the the hand ringing and and astonishment when it's another kind of half to three-quarter full tivoli for a sunday night show
0: why yeah I, I hope i hope it does well i hope they have a big name lined up or something because i you know cause not only does it look bad it, it, it the atmosphere of the show is very much obviously hurt and it's harder to be there um when you're like having to scream for the two hundred people who aren't there, um especially anyway, yes. since
2: lately um Irish shows have people flying in from the u k to watch like that's how kind of the name or the brand o t t has like got to that stage when it's on a Sunday night, a lot of people just can't do that, you know so you're you're not only losing a lot of your Irish fans because of being on a Sunday night but also flyovers
0: like i've I've booked that Monday off so that I can go but a lot of people will absolutely not bother doing that i mean that's just not that's not something that you know they're all going to do um so anyway yes i I, I
2: love that um in ott it kind of sometimes seems like an all or nothing situation with the women like i don't necessarily want an all-woman show um but i i do want the odd like women's match is like i don't know why that's sometimes too much to ask for you know
0: yeah well that's that's exactly what i think we and other people said when they did the first one was like they are just going to lean on this as they're kind of oh well you can't say we don't you know can't say we don't like women because look we did these shows that's that's exactly what it um that's exactly what it is anyway um so yeah so that's that um uh what else we got and just since
2: we're on ott um before we move on i i did finally watch that um last show they did the um oh yeah the Lebowski one I cannot remember for life what it's called um I thought it was uh quite an average show I don't think there's oh, really? any, anything on it I really enjoyed I thought the the Justy reveal slash tease was like ex- like super well done super clever and perfectly executed but um i don't think there's anything on that sh- anything anything else in that show that i'll really kind of remember in a month's time i thought mm. thought the 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 uh, Walter sean guinness match was probably the best of the bunch um mm. and even that was just a kind of a very like, it wasn't a uh over the top no pun intended um you know Walter match was just kind of a kind of a squash um Trying to think, what else was on? I, I, I really didn't get the, um, the lucky kid thing. I guess because I'm not, I haven't been exposed to him, but I didn't really get what that gimmick was or what it was supposed to be. And I, I thought it kind of harmed yeah. the match because I thought he was a bit over yeah. the top. Yeah, I, I was almost kind of disappointed with it, honestly. Um, and uh, we talked about Angelico. That I don't know what it is. I, I used to really enjoy him, in Lucha Underground, but in, you know, T does nothing for me at all.
0: Yeah, I I I said that about when they announced the match with him and Jordan, which I did not go to. I watched it on VOD, and I was like, "Yeah, he's just he's this guy." Uh, some people said to me after that match that like that match was really good, but they're like, "I see what you mean. Like he's there's something about him that's just not super compelling as a sort of singles wrestler in a lengthy kind of uh, indie." semi-main event um it's different when it's a it's a crazy six man in lucha underground or a match where you can jump off something i mean it's like when he's in there just as a wrestler it's it's not the best oh excuse not... me
2: oh, the the angel cruisers match was great of course
0: yeah yeah um uh, was... yeah i was gonna ask you about that actually yeah that yeah was one that, I was, that, like that, that was great was
2: that was great i will say but um yeah i don't know everything else i i i, I would nearly consider everything else a letdown. Even mm-hmm. it t- the main event was all right. Um, a lot of, lot of
0: antics in the main event.
2: I I did like the uh, Club Tropicana match, the one that famously you told me about. and I was like, eh. I I thought I thought that was fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Even the Ginny Martinez stuff
0: didn't feel like a tivoli finale. It just felt like a kind of silly. Yeah, well, that that was a weird match. I mean. The the involvement of the the involvement of the other two dudes just was completely superfluous to me. Yeah. I don't um, know. Um, it came, it, it, to me it came off like they decided they wanted to do the mustache mountain thing. And they're like, oh well I guess I guess we should, you know, bring in a, a partner for Ginny to do that so it could be a tag match. Um Yeah.
2: Uh TK anyway. Cooper, another guy, does nothing for me at all. I will say. Uh yeah, I, I, I consider I think I think because a lot of shows are that great that I have to be a little bit harsh on the ones that I I don't think are and I I, I thought certainly this yeah. a throwaway show I'd say with obviously the Justy thing being by far the biggest kind of moment and that was great and the Pete Dunne coming out obviously was a big pop as well oh well um and then we have more uh, uh, um, female related news to close out with.
0: Uh, yeah, so they've announced uh, a great deal of names for the May Young Classic 2. Here's one I was not expecting. Caitlyn is back. <gasps> mm.
2: da-da, um, da-da, da-da,
0: I
1: walk for miles.
2: Oh, no. Sorry, Caitlyn. She's the other one, right? Um, yeah. Because <sighs> she's muscly like Batista. That's what the joke wow. I used to make. Oh, sorry. Hang uh... on. I've just been fired by Disney. <laughs> God. Idea. I think she's, since she left, I think she's got even more musly than Batista, to be honest. She's enormous. I don't want to say she's oh. on the gas. I don't want to slander her or. She's very. It,
0: well, her like, ex husband was selling it, but fair <laughs> enough.
2: <laughs> she's a very, very, very musly woman.
0: Mm-hmm. The thing about, about Caitlyn is like, she was rubbish for a very long time. And then she had I, a charisma, was, though. To be fair, she had she no absolutely had a charisma. But in the ring, I think she actually did get better, and she mm. kind of came into her own a little bit towards the end of her career. And then her career was just kind of over. Um, and bar some very sporadic appearances, very sporadic, I, I don't believe she's done a whole lot of wrestling mm. since she left. So I'm wondering, is she going to be any good at all? I mean, because you know, based purely on the fact that she was just kind of starting to get good when she left and also i mean they they signed her straight from like a modeling agency like she had her first match i think on tv um you know like i mean like she's probably gonna do one match so what difference does it make but i I, just a very a very odd uh coup i thought um for this thing um uh so anyway uh, that's one name. Uh, Io Shirai from Stardom obviously has signed with WWE. She is confirmed as in uh, uh, this tournament. Uh, the the newly renamed Tegan Knox, who is the former Nixon Newell um, from Wales. Uh, she's in this, obviously she had a, she reaggravated her injury earlier this year, but not significantly enough that she will miss this tournament, which is good for her. Extremely talented. Obviously me and Paul saw her live. I've seen her one other time in OTT. Oh, she, very, she, very
2: she's very good. She's very good to be fair.
0: Uh, Mia Yim is back. Um, uh, she made a great, great impression. I feel um, on uh, the last May Young Classic at uh, Mercedes Martinez, who I enjoyed a lot in the first May Young Classic as well. Uh, she's back. Um, i think as there was last time i think there's a few uh names i'm not familiar with i think there's an, a was there an american gladiator competitor am, amongst these names uh um, and, and also some performance center uh uh folks like uh, kavita devi who was in the first Mayo classic and uh,
2: and new new signee diana Perazzo as well
0: uh, yes diana perrazzo who's uh been something of a journeyman on the indies for a while she's did, done kind of very regular appearances on nxt she was she's la, only
2: 24 by the way
0: she's only 24 she has tons of experience uh she again yeah also she's a, a you know a, a signee to the performance center so uh she was um, la luchadora when that was going on on smackdown <laughs> remember that uh, uh, that great angle that everyone recalls and likes. I
2: remember La Luchadora. It was Mickey James.
0: Uh, well, no, it was her, but then it, but then it was Mickey James. Um, uh, Peraza was very good. I, I very rarely checked out some of her stuff on women of honor because obviously that was not exactly the hottest brand in pro wrestling, but she's very talented, very charismatic, uh, uh, and she'll probably be one of their I would expect her to have a decent run of this 'cause I I would imagine she's one of their better prospects um going forward. So um I I think out of the gate I think this is a, is a more kind of compelling uh uh collection of names than the uh than the first year. Um uh maybe that's just me. I mean it's it's, it's very similar. There's a lot of the same people in it, but I, I the the new people they're bringing in I'm very excited for. Um yeah. Uh that is not starting for another few weeks, I think, um, or taping in another few weeks, I should say. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, we got some SummerSlam matches. Does anyone care? Like, no one watched Raw. I mean, what do, do we really <laughs> want to talk about the the fucking SummerSlam matches?
2: Well, uh, Ronda Rousey is going to be against Alexa Bliss in SummerSlam. I, th- I think that's a, a good match. To be fair, uh, that's a money match. And then the other match: Lesnar against either Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley. Ooh. Let me take a piss Stir that one baby
0: (laughs) I mean I assume They're gonna do Lashley Because he beat Reigns Clean in the middle At Extreme Rules But it would be Fucking hilarious If they didn't It would be Fucking hilarious Lesnar Reigns again If they did Lesnar Reigns again Which in and of itself Is bad But you throw in the fact That he's lost him Twice already this year And he lost to Lashley But uh, I I don't think Even they are that stupid Um, Although I
2: That's funny Because the crowd Are already resenting
0: Lashley as well as yeah well he's, he's he's been fairly shite i mean you know it, yeah. it, it's like like oh man i mean the, the funny thing is that i think if they approached this match this match being lesnar versus lashley like they did lesnar versus goldberg i think there's a chance this could be good i think it should be i mean they, they'll never do this in a million years because it's a pay-per-view main event but if it was five minutes long and they just threw each other around and they just did their big man spots, there's a chance this would be cool and the fans would be into it. But that that also should have been true of the Roman Reigns match. I watched that, and that wasn't even a main event, so they have no excuse. And you really realized how kind of rigid and, and, and by-the-book WWE are that they just except for special cases like Goldberg, they never let people deviate from the formula. Like, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley had no business having a 15-minute match, but they had to have it because that's just the way things are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, whereas the final five minutes where they were actually doing some cool shit was actually all right. You know, they, you know, they, they both took some, some big bumps and, and the crowd got slightly into it. But, uh, I mean, yeah, who, I mean, who could care about this fucking this show? I, I, I'll probably watch Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey uh, but nothing else on this, including the hypothetical Undertaker match they've talked about. I mean, mm. fuck no. All right, uh, and that's probably going to do it for this week's show. Um, yeah, I think we'll be back next week with a uh, uh, another show. I will have a, a live wrestling report from Cork City um, at the end and, of the day. Uh, and we'll have more, you know, Paul adjusting to his new abode um, and all this other stuff. So, so you know, the usual funny games coming up next week. CheshirePodcast.com. They can
2: have Roy Keane against Ian Wright on that Cork show. If you're a grown man, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Ian Wright. Did you Wright... see that clip, Joe? You... I... No, well. On on ITV uh, coverage after, I think, the England-Croatia game, Roy Keane was being yeah, all sour oh, about, yeah. sure, you're thinking about the final. You're only in the semi-finals. Like, come on. And Ian, Ian Wright did a little... Uh, I, w- I wouldn't call it racist, but he did a little funny Irishman voice to make fun of him. He went, the final.
0: The <laughs> final.
1: Well, hang on now, Joe. You, you know. All right. So, oh, that's a shame. I'm sorry. I've had to resign from... <laughs> Chairshop podcast episode four hundred and three next week. Uh, I will be replaced. Sorry. Alright, let's finish. Uh, so yeah, look forward look forward to that Joeless
0: show next week. Uh, and we will uh, we will talk to you then, Chairshoppodcast podcast.com at Chairshoppod on Twitter for more updates. Goodbye from me, Barry Ruffy. Goodbye from ever for Joe Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. All good. Goodbye.